Free Talk Live. You're invited. If you want to join us here, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio with you tonight, you've got Ian. Bonnie. And Aria. And, of course, you can bring up anything you want to discuss on this program. There's stuff in the news, of course, that is worth talking about. Uh, there's now a bill in California to ban boys and girls sections at uh, department stores, big retailers. Hold on. So they're canceling gender now? Well, it's a bill. Dr. Seuss wasn't enough? No, it's a it's a bill. Oh, that reminds me. There was also something uh, Disney is taking down its own movies. Did Which you hear ones? about that? Like Dumbo with the racist crows? Dumbo, the Aristocat, uh, Aristocats, and Peter Pan have Why now been... Why the Aristocats? Been, well, we can get into that, too. They've now been removed, apparently, from the kids' section. So maybe they're still allowing adults to view these films. But uh, we'll, we'll tell you about that uh, on the way here. But first, Milo Yiannopoulos. Now, this is a character that I don't think we've talked about on this show for years. He made some headlines, what, like during the Trump run, I think, for being gay and conservative. I think that's kind of what he was known for. Yeah, he was pretty popular until he pointed out how common older men having sex with teenage boys is Mm. in the gay community. And that upset a lot of people, at which point he sort of fell off the radar. I think he got fired from Breitbart or something, and no one really paid any any more attention to him. Yeah, it was really rude. He was talking about his own experiences with people that, like, I mean, with his own life. When he was 14, he just wanted to have sex, so he did. And he said he didn't regret it. Imagine that. Somebody can make a choice. And, of course, everyone started calling him a pedophile because of that. Yeah, he's you, you a pedophile. Do. That doesn't make any sense. Did you see, uh, apparently, spe- speaking of that topic, uh, apparently Alex Jones admitted to having sex with, uh, well, he was talking about sex with black people, uh, black girls. He said that uh, he was doing that at 12 and 13. So, <laughs> so Why apparently- I don't know if I believe anything that comes out of Alex Jones' mouth. I mean, even <laughs> even that. Yeah, true. I mean, he was drunk on some internet show. I just saw. I just saw the clip. Uh, but it's you know th- these are some of the same people who would probably or at least Alex Jones would probably act all high and mighty about somebody you know yeah doing isn't the Alex Jones one of the people peddling the whole the world is being run by Satanists who rape and eat children isn't he one of those yeah I think he is one of those it sounds mm-hmm. like he literally is one of those <laughs> <laughs> well uh, that's a whole other story uh, so Milo Yiannopoulos has come out as ex-gay, according to the New York Post, also being reported on a site called LifeSite News, which may be a religious site. I'm not clear on this. It looks if like we it have a religious be. source, let's go to that one yeah. for sure. So Milo Yiannopoulos, the gay man whose conservative messaging and willingness to speak the truth sparked riots on university campuses, may well trigger more outrage than he describes himself as that he describes himself as ex-gay and, quote, sodomy-free, unquote, <laughs> and is, a, is leading a daily consecration to St. Joseph online. Now, what does it mean? What is, what is a consecration? Just like consecrating your life to something means dedicating your life to something. Okay, so he's just rededicating himself every day, basically, since it's a daily uh, consecration. What, who is Saint Joseph? Do either of you? I don't know. know. I don't know much about Catholicism other than that. It's, oh, it's Catholic. Okay. Yeah, it's about as far from what Christ described as you can get. I really don't know who it is either, unless it's uh, Jesus's is he earthly the patron, dad. If he's the patron saint of sodomy, <laughs> <laughs> sodomy should have a patron saint. 
two years ago when church militants Michael Voris famously challenged Yiannopoulos to live a chaste life. Yiannopoulos was not defensive. Instead, he acquiesced and humbly admitted his human weakness. He said, I know everything you're saying, and I'm just not there yet, and I don't know if I'll get there. He said at the time, it seems that he has now arrived there. And I guess they then conducted an interview with him. The site is called LifeSite. Again, I'm unfamiliar with this site, presuming it is a Christian or Catholic site. They said, here's the question from the site. I imagine that to many who follow you, your recent decision to publicly identify as Milo, comma, ex-gay may seem like a 180-degree turn. Are you also surprised that your life has taken this turn, or is it unsurprising, a natural and perhaps inevitable progression in your life? See, it sounds like he's confused, which wouldn't be surprising, right? The author or Milo? Milo. Okay. He's not ex-gay. He's still gay. He's just not engaging in gay activities. You're still gay, dude. If you wanted to have sex with men and you're a man at 14, and I don't know, I just think that you probably are at least gay or bi. It seems like it. Well, he's definitely still gay. I mean, and that's biblical. You know, the the Bible doesn't actually say you can't be gay. It just says you can't do gay things. And And does it say that? Because some people argue that the translation is wrong and that what the uh, Bible argues is that you shouldn't be having sex with children. The modern Bible as we have it now. You know, I don't read Mm -hmm. Hebrew, so I can't speak to that. There are people that allege that that was mistranslated and that the Bible doesn't doesn't actually speak against gayness. Uh, it, uh, he says, I asked this because over the last few years, things that you've said have hinted at being drawn in this direction. Milo says, I used, when I used to kid that I only became gay to torment my mother, I wasn't entirely joking. Of course, I was never wholly at home in the gay lifestyle. Who is, who could be, and only leaned heavily into it in public because it drove liberals crazy to see a handsome, charismatic, intelligent gay man riotously celebrating conservative principles. That's to that not, is a new level of dedication to trolling, to trolling. dude. <laughs> Kudos. That's not to say I didn't throw myself. You became gay. <laughs> you engaged in sodomy to troll liberals. <laughs> I don't think you came out ahead in this trolling experiment, dude. That's not to say, he says, I didn't throw myself enthusiastically into <laughs> degeneracy of all kinds in my private life. I suppose I felt that's all I deserved. I'd love to say it was all an act, and I've been straight this whole time, but even I don't have that kind of commitment to performance art. Talk about method acting, he says. So, he, But he, does he really believe that he's suddenly not gay? Well, what he really believes is hard to say, right? I mean, now he's doing this. Does this, is this just another troll job? Uh, you know, how? How do you know what you actually what this person actually believes? Maybe he'll be on the show and explain to us. I don't plan to invite him. <laughs> we don't have guests very often, but he's welcome to call in. I doubt he will. Uh, so next question from LifeSite is, was there any event or series of events that triggered your decision to become, quote, sodomy free, unquote, and to do so publicly? Did God knock you off your horse as he did Saul or did it come about some other way? Please explain. He says, four years ago, I gave an interview to America Magazine, which they declined to print. It's taken me a long time to live up to the claims I I made in that interview, but I'm finally doing it. Anyone who's read me closely over the past decade must surely have seen this coming. (laughs) I uh, wasn't shy about dropping hints. In my New York Times bestselling book, Dangerous, I heavily hinted I might be, quote, coming out, unquote, as straight in the future. And you're you're still not you you, you will at this point, you will never be straight. Right. He's permanently at least bisexual (laughs) now. 
Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't know how that works. I mean, okay, you can't just be gay one day when you're in a relationship with a dude and then go, okay, no, I'm straight because I'm dating a woman now. So that's, gay for pay, that's not a thing. But you'd still be gay. <laughs> I mean, what, so, regardless of what the reason is, he's you're, he's still gay. Okay, I mean, he can be bisexual bi. now. Yeah, he's bi, okay. But, I mean, you can't just flip it off and say, oh, no, forget all of those guys I had sex with. I'm actually straight. Yeah, I used to have a gay best friend, and people we were together every single day, so people were always saying, like, are you guys actually going to date one day? And, like, the idea of dating him, even if he suddenly decided he was straight, would just it would just he would never seem like a straight person to me, mm-hmm. even if he just stopped having sex with men. I'd be like, you've had for you. sex with way more men than me. I could date a bisexual person, but... I know that person is just gay, <laughs> even if they just stop having sex with people suddenly. Well, I mean, I fooled around with uh, some guys when I was a, a very young teen and a couple, you know, one, or one or two. I guess it would have been one earlier when I was a child. I fooled around with a kid across the street. But um, that doesn't mean I'm gay because I'm not actually attracted to me. So there's like fooling around when you're a kid. Well, that was like experimenting. Yeah. Well, there are huge differences as well between like sexual attraction and romantic attraction mm-hmm. yeah. or physical attraction versus sexual attraction. I have none of those towards men whatsoever. 603-283-6160, but technically I guess I'm bi because I have experimented. Uh, I don't think experimentation counts. Really? Okay. 283-6160, you can share your thoughts with us here. This is Free Talk Live. Talk live. Phones are available to you when you want to join us. 603-283-6160. Actually, they're busy at the moment. We're going to go to your calls here in just a moment. But make the, make a note of the number. You can utilize it when you get time to call in and join us here. By the way, in the studio, you've got Ian. Bonnie. And Aria. And you can also join us online anytime you want. Head over to freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Freedom is Phoenix. It's a liberty-oriented news aggregation site. If you want the newest and freshest stories and perspectives on current events from those who value liberty, then freedomsphoenix.com has them. Their daily dispatch is the best way to stay up to date on science, technology, historical findings, liberty news, government overspending, and the rise of the police state. It's freedomswithansphoenix.com. That's freedomsphoenix.com. In the news, Milo Yiannopoulos, usually he's not worth talking about, but it certainly is entertaining when somebody who was as flamingly gay as Milo Yiannopoulos... And I, I say that as somebody who's only mildly familiar with anything he's done. I saw him here and there. I saw Vincent reporting on him on, on his show. That's really how I became somewhat familiar with this guy. He was a conservative blowhard, basically. I think pundit is pundit? the word they prefer. But I, I prefer blowhard. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's done a little bit of blowing here and there, apparently. Uh, he's now saying that he is ex-gay. And there's more that he's got to say for himself. But uh, in an interview with some sort of ultra-right-wing conservative Christian or Catholic site, we'll, we'll share more about that uh, coming up here. But first, we go to Bobby. He's on the line in Florida. Bobby, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, yeah, um, I was wanting to get to the subject about um, uh, the New Testament and the Old Testament in the Bible, and I'm not trying to uh, turn Aria. Um, me and Aria have talked about this in the past, but the New Testament is uh, totally different than the Old Testament. Now, Jews only believe in the Torah, which is the Old Testament, so 
um, Jews are, are your 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 Abrahamic and uh, your Hasidic Jews. They're they're real still strict on that. But most of your liberal Jews that live in America are great, you know, gay friendly and LGBT, and they're real advocates of it because of you know of the really strict um, Torah and the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, uh, Jesus came and saved everybody: gay, straight, um, transsexual. Um, whatever, um, he came and died for everybody's sins. So um, you don't have to, but if you want to, if you accept him into your heart and you believe uh, him as your spiritual guide and, 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 and that's what you believe, then you will go to heaven. There's nothing against homosexuality in the New Testament. That's all okay. Old Testament, but that's why Jesus came and died on the cross for everybody's sins. And Thank you, Bobby, whatever. for that. I gotta he, let you go. He's the... fundamentally wrong. Just look up anything that Paul wrote in the New Testament, dude. Paul was not subtle. He was a misogynistic, homophobic pig. I'm looking at Bonnie because she's actually like read the Bible. Haven't you read the whole Bible? Um, yeah, I've read the whole Bible, but I don't remember anything really about Saul. I know he's in Matthew and he writes the letters. He becomes Paul. I don't really know about anything about him. But also, Jesus doesn't say that he died for the sins of anyone at any point in the Bible. Really? I did an entire Bible study on homosexuality in the Bible. People can find it at youtube.com slash Aria DeMezzo. Mm-hmm. It covers Paul quite extensively. Bobby, I, I wish uh, we could keep you on for the discussion, but there was a terrible uh, tone beneath your call, and I don't know if, uh, if that it's there was somebody else that had that happen. Someone, it happened recently. last night. So maybe that's our equipment. I'm hoping it's not, but thank you for the call. Let's try Richard. He's on the line uh, in Florida. Richard, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, um, I, I called on something else, but the uh, last conversation I'd, I'd like to chime in on. I'm a uh, a gardener, and I um, <clears throat> do a lot of upscale resorts in uh, in and around Florida and Lower Alabama and stuff. And uh, you know, I'm all cool. Like people, whatever whatever they're into, they're into it. But uh, man, you know, I get a lot of uh, like aggressive comments and like I can kind of relate to women who like don't like being yelled at by construction workers. And I just kind of like, Oh no, it it really turns me off to like, like I'm accepting of, of the whole gay scene, but uh, like, I don't really like having people like thrust that, so you get catcalled while you're doing construction yeah, by like you, random people driving by? Yeah, I, I spray lawns. I, I spray lawns and shrubs and fertilize, and I do some pruning and stuff. And okay, but no, what was I it get, you were uncomfortable with? I'm not real clear. Um, like snide comments. He said, like getting catcalled, like somebody driving by and going, like, yeah. "Ooh, they, like you look cute over there." Why not just take the compliment? Yeah, yeah I, I honestly like, like it. They have no woman. way of knowing uh, uh, that you're not interested in in them. I mean, would you be well, offended? Would you be upset if a woman did this to you? Oh uh, yeah, like I, I well, just kind of want to just like do my job and not be bothered by anybody. Put and, some headphones uh, on. Yeah, I I've done that to yeah, boys, why, and I like why, doing it or getting it done to me. What? Why should I have to do something other other than just doing what I want to do to like block out people? But it's especially bad here around Memorial Day weekend because they have like a a, a whole big thing and like you know I'm not anti gay like I, I I don't care. But what part of the um, South is this? Florida, uh, 
Pensacola Beach. Pensacola Beach has a massive thing uh, on Memorial Day. Like okay. it, it's massive. Because Pride and, is next uh, month. Yeah, and like leading up to that, like they start to kind of filter in like the uh, weekends before and stuff. And um, no, you just get kind of like uh, um, just comments that you wouldn't appreciate. And give me you know, an example. I, 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 I mean, totally without being like, you know, a, uh, yeah, you can't, there's certain words you can't say on the radio, obviously and we are on the right. radio, but can you give me an example? If it's a word you can't say on the radio, just give us the first letter to that word in the context and we'll, we'll probably figure it out. What's something um, that you found offensive that has actually been said to you? Um, I, I've had, um, like, and Hey man, I'm, I'm first off, let, let's get this out of the way. I'm, I'm 50 years old. I got a full head of hair. I still spike my hair. I was a punk rocker back in the eighties. So yeah. like, I still got my punk rock vibe. So I'm good looking with a sparkling personality. So I, I understand where it's coming from. Can you but give us an example, time, like, please? I, I, I've, I've had people come up and like smack me on the butt. And I've had people offer me money, and um, it's okay. way out of hand. Okay. On, like, so that's a different yeah. level, right? Yeah, like, being yeah. touched is different. That's yeah. sexual assault, <laughs> right? I mean, generally. I, I, I wouldn't right. think it's worth pressing charges and, over, but no, it is either. technically sexual assault. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a pretty large gulf between somebody driving by and saying, hey, sugar, or whatever, <laughs> out the window, and, uh, you know, and then coming up and actually slapping you on the ass. <laughs> Well, my, my work is personal, okay? So, like, I'm out on the pool decks and stuff, like, doing pruning. Because, do you open like, carry? I suggest you open carry because that will put a stop to that. Can you do that in Florida? No. That, that's, not, that's not the vibe you want to have running a business mm. at resorts. Oh, you're so, at a resort. Like, I'm out there doing pruning and Hold stuff. Hold on. Okay, so wait a minute. Let me just – this is a little different. Okay. I was imagining you, like, working in the front yard in me somebody's too. neighborhood. Now you're saying you're working at a resort. Where you know that there are a bunch of drunk people around. Many Which doesn't excuse sexual assault. It doesn't. But you know where you're working, right? Like, if you if you go into work at a strip club, you know eventually somebody's going to grab you, right? Okay, the like, grabbing isn't excusable, but the if you work at a strip club, you probably will get catcalled. If you work in a resort, you probably up. get catcalled. Hold that thought. We'll continue. It's Free Talk Live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com Free Talk Live, you dial in if you want to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. Can't get through? Well, call us on our Matrix chat server. Go to chat.freetalklive.com. You'll find step-by-step instructions there on how to get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. That's the primary reason to go on the Matrix service, not to call in. That's just one of the things you can do with it. Uh, Although right now, from what I understand, it might be broken on Android phones, so... Sorry about that. Uh, what do you want for free? So <laughs> you can call in at 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Ian. Bonnie. And Aria. We got more on Milo Yiannopoulos going ex- so-called ex-gay. 
I have to know, was he a top or a bottom? I don't know. Because if he was a bottom, there's no going back from that. <laughs> you're, you're always gay at that point. Well, what about, can? do you think somebody can go from a bottom to a top? Because I've known people that said that that's what they happened to them. Well, there's certainly people who are versatile. And I mean, sure, I guess a person's inclinations could change over time. Probably not suddenly. Well, he did say that uh, he did a lot of degeneracy. He said he, quote, threw himself enthusiastically into (laughs) degeneracy of all kinds. So my guess is he's been uh, switched. and Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, we're going to go back into your calls and thoughts here. But I do want to tell you, go to freetalklive.com. And don't forget, chat.freetalklive.com. Get on our Matrix chat server, which is, by the way, decentralized. It is polycentric. It is... Uh, open source, and it's pretty great. So let's go back to Richard. He, he's on the line in Florida now. Richard, you made it sound like you're you're you know you're, you're a guy. You're in good shape. You're in your fifties. You're you're working out. You're outside, and there's people that are catcalling you. That's what the first part Ooh. of your call was. But then you revealed right. further that not only are they catcalling you, they're actually walking up to you and grabbing you or slapping you on the butt cheeks. Uh, you, you know, and that's obviously crossing a line, but as you said, Aria, you know, I probably wouldn't, and I I agree with you. I wouldn't charge anybody with anything for that. It's like, it's, it's inappropriate, but you know, you're going to survive it. This is not the same level as like a rape or something uh, like that. Don't do that again. Yeah. Yeah. Don't touch. It happened to me in gay clubs. So weird. By gay guys? Drunk gay guys. Uh, Okay. See, see, here's the thing before you go on, Richard, there's a guy in uh, New Hampshire. I won't, won't say who it is. But um, you actually, I don't know if you met him at one point, but anyway, there's a guy in New Hampshire, he's super gay, but when he drinks, he becomes straight. Have you seen this? Have you ever seen anybody do this? No. Yeah. I've definitely <laughs> seen people do this. Yeah. Anyway, Richard. But I don't uh, think it makes them really straight. They're just. It's I've almost like the opposite happens. It's almost <laughs> like the person is channeling another personality from what I understand. This is what I've been told. So Richard, you uh then revealed further that you're not just working on like the average front lawn. You're not just your typical landscaper. You're working no, at No, I don't do that. Yeah, you're working at a like resort. High-end resorts. And uh, yeah. and I'll tell you I I also work in uh high-end retirement communities and I get the same type of uh well, it, it's 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 not the same. I I, I get that uh, energy from uh, women at uh, high end retirement communities, <laughs> but the uh, no, and and you know, and it's like okay, and I mean, Did they're the not old ladies intimidate old, you. They're sixties and stuff, but I'm just saying, like the gay community is like, uh, in my opinion, anyway, like because the uh, the retirement community ladies like. They're like just kind of up front, mm-hmm. you know, and they'll kind of keep like going. Sounds like the gay are being pretty upfront too. Be like, hey, would you be into this? But the gay community, like, they just seem to have some sort of like social inertia, or I, I can't really put it, but they feel they have like some sort of a right to like toss that in your face and like, man, I'm, I'm totally straight. Like, I, I'm not into dudes at all. Well, there's an enormous difference between throwing the fact that they're gay in your face and (laughs) slapping your butt. 
Right. Now, no, this, it, well, it's, it's all the same kind of thing. No, those are and, two no, very big, different there's, things. There's a big gulf they between They absolutely that. do have the right to throw it in your face that they're gay all they want. You have the right to walk away or to not look at it. Sure, although he's at work, so you know he's got to get the job done. You well, know, he, he has the right to find another job. That's what I'm saying here. If you're working at a high-end resort... You're dealing with a as certain a contractor. Kind of, I get, I get what you're saying, contractor. but you don't have to take the contract if it makes you uncomfortable to be around the clients. And you no, know, it just is what it is. Well, that's what I, I'm trying to tell like, you. It is. It I, is I, what it is. You're at a high end resort. The kind of people that go to these places, they believe they can get away with the things that they are, you know, getting away with. They think they can walk up and squeeze a butt cheek on, you know, the 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 landscaper. And that that's going to be not a problem. They've paid big money to be at this resort, and they think they can just drink as much as they want and put their hands all over the help. Now, that's I'm not saying that that's appropriate. I'm just no, saying of course not. You, that's disgusting. They, but that's what you kind of I think you kind of have to expect uh, working in that job. I also hear something like this from like waitresses all the time. And when I was a waitress, I was just always like, okay, being touched, I would never want somebody to t- touch me. Did it me. happen to you? No. I would never want anybody to touch me. But as far as being like flirted with, like I heard other girls like, he was totally flirting with me. And like, I'm so mad. And I'd be like, give him to me That's then. That's the job. You're supposed to. I want to- money. <laughs> right. That's that's a part of being a good server is being a little flirtatious, right? So you can get better tips. I'm a Gemini, tips. so. Yeah, but my, 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 my service is, is to grow, like, crazy plants that are, like, above and beyond anything. Well, get a garden seen. where you don't have anyone to answer to then, because if all that's all Dude, you want to do. That's how I make my living. I got you. And it's, it's only, like, a, 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 just a fraction of, of the time. For, like, Memorial Day weekend's coming up, so you mm. know they're coming. And <laughs> oh, so it's like. They're coming. The old ladies. kind of like. Now, here, I got another question for you. You said you're not into guys, so I'm just curious. When the older ladies have come up to uh, to flirt with you, have you ever... Oh, I banged a few. Okay, that was going to be my question. I mean, you you beat me to it, and you were way more... uh, There's a great movie. ...upfront with it than I was going to be. There's a great movie. I'm not, not, like, sexually, you know, like, you know... uh, uh, I I don't know what what words you put on it. Like, I'm I'm totally open if, if... Okay, I'm, so I'm you have banged the clients at the uh, the fancy resorts, right? Like you've done that. Um, like yeah, some women. You bet. You yeah. had a question. Did you have a question for him, Bonnie? No, I was no. just going to make a comment. I I said approved. You were saying you were looking for a word. You're not approved. Right. Right. Okay. Good. But good for you. Like the but that that's the thing. That's the thing. I just you have to I understand like the, these women are dealing with you, with you in the same way that the gay guys are dealing with you. No, they see, they're not. They're yes, not. they are. No. They see the. They see the. Uh, thank you for the call tonight, Richard. I appreciate it. Uh, and I know why you were actually originally calling, and I'll get to that question here in a moment. But they see the gardener, and they're attracted to the gardener, and they know they're at this fancy, you know, resort where they can do things that they've paid big money to do or whatever so they come up and they hit on you and for the old ladies it's working you're having sex with them <laughs> for the guys it's not working that's but the same thing is going on like they're treating him the same way like sure. a, a piece of meat well the old women may not be walking up and you know grabbing his butt they might they well, might let's bring be. him back here hang on a second richard are you still there yes have you ever had a, have you ever had one of the old ladies come up and touch you what like um without permission yeah no it, oh, it's always okay. been consensual whereas the gay community like they try now, to hold on hold, hold on hold on 
is it consensual because they asked and you said yes, or is it consensual because you didn't mind? No, because it's already been like something initiated that's consensual, like a, a, a vibe between the two. Okay, okay. so it wasn't actually consensual. Of- you just didn't mind it when it happened, <laughs> right? Not just somebody coming out of left field being like, oh, it, it's Pride Weekend or whatever. And like, I'm in the village, people out there, I'm going to smack Richard, do you understand the point the that I'm making, though? Was that the the women, they, they molested you in the same way, clearly. They did not ask well, no, if it was okay Well, no, it's only molestation if it's unwanted. Oh, I, I banged my uh, eighth grade English teacher. Okay, oh so what? like, I understand. Women. Dude, I'm not calling you gay. <laughs> I, I don't need to hear oh, about no. your sexual exploits with women. You don't have to win me over. I'm just saying, you didn't consent to these acts. You just didn't mind when they happened. That's right. That's what I heard from him. Thank you, Richard, for the call tonight. I know you wanted to know where's Mark. He actually only called in to talk about Mark, but the whole, the other, whole other call like, took him off in a different direction. And uh, Mark is very busy. He's traveling around. I can tell you more about that coming up here. Uh, just heard from him today, actually, or yesterday, or something like that. Anyway, more coming up. 603-283-6160. Thanks for the call, Richard. Appreciate the uh, the scoop there. Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here. Our number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, you've got Ian. Bonnie. And Aria. And we'll continue with an interview with Milo Yiannopoulos, the formerly gay conservative commentator, blowhard, whatever you want to call him. Uh, he's come out as straight. According to a recent story, uh, the New York Post has it, as well as some Christian or Catholic uh, right-wing site called LifeSiteNews.com that got an interview with Milo. We'll share more of uh, what he has to say there. Now, is this like when somebody, after having sex, having gay sex, the next day they're like, oh, look, I'm not gay anymore because it's been 24 whole hours, and then they have sex with the guy, like, oh, no, I guess I'm gay again. <laughs> I mean, I, I just cannot imagine how sincere this actually is. Coming from Milo, first who's a of troll, all. right? Yeah. yeah. So, and apparently knows? a pretty good one. And we'll get into that. But there's other people that want to comment on whatever's on their mind. Oh, I did say I'd answer the question about Mark. So, Mark Edge, uh, co-host here on Free Talk Live, uh, he for the last I don't know however many number of years hasn't been spending much time during uh, the winter in New Hampshire. His wife goes down south, so he tends to go with her. Um, he has checked in a couple times. He'll stay, come back up for like a week and get some things done around here. And uh, and then he co-hosts at that time. But he's really obsessed with the whole uh, special economic zone concept right now. And he is currently, actually, he called this morning. Uh, Bonnie reminded me that that was actually today. Uh, that uh, he called today to let us know that he is on, a, I don't know if I should say where he is. He's on an Indian reservation. And so there's a potential special economic zone thing being set up there for listeners that aren't familiar. The idea behind these things is that they're like a special carve-out where the gov- some government would somehow let people do things that are not normally or that would normally be regulated by that government but the government is not going to regulate those people because they've basically given the government a lot of money so he's going to island nations in different parts of the world with these people that are sort of on board with this idea 
and are trying to raise a bunch of money to get these special economic zones started. And they're supposed to be more libertarian than not, I guess, as I understand it. You know, so he's well, trying to- some of them have sounded like glorified homeowners associations, but some of the ones he's described actually sound pretty good. So, I mean, I guess it varies by project. Yeah, and I don't know if he's really married to any one project right now. He's sort of, you know, indecisive about which one to go with or maybe go with more than one or whatever. I don't know. Uh, we've joked for the last decade that Mark's in the middle of a midlife crisis. Um, so <laughs> it's hard to say he's not. It really is. I haven't even known him that long, but yeah. he, he's like a walking midlife crisis. <laughs> That's mean. It's not it's mean. Just it's just true. Real. Yeah. Uh, he was looking at buying a plane last year. That's right. After he already bought a boat like three years ago, <laughs> took it sailing for one season and then wants to get rid of it. I, so. I've heard that's common with boats. And also midlife crises. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, I think it's interesting. I, I listen with earnest, you know, attention when he talks about these things. I am curious, you know, because if somebody does manage to start some sort of free little port city somewhere on an island, then that's interesting. I want to know more. I want to yeah. know how that's going. I want to know, you know. Um, I could be persuaded to go to such a place. I'm not going to say I couldn't be persuaded. I mean, I I want to keep my mind open. I, I like the idea that other people are trying other things out there. I mean, I definitely think the idea of the Free State Project and liberty-minded people coming to one place is a good plan, uh, but that doesn't mean that that plan couldn't work somewhere else, uh, whether it's in Saipan, the CNMI, as they call it, the uh, Commonwealth of the Northern Mariana Islands, or whether it's in you know some other place. Brian is on the line in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live calling us from Float Fest just outside of Austin. Hello, Brian. Hey, how are you guys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, just figured I'd give you an update from the festival. Um, I walked uh, finally. Oh, well, gosh, I got three quarters of the way down the campground before we gave up. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would say my estimate last night was shy. I'd say 500 plus for sure. 500 plus people? People, yep. Wow. Yep, people. Uh, uh, John Bush spoke today on uh, his whole Freedom Cell concept and uh, was really getting uh, love from the crowd. Um yeah, the uh, I've I'm giving away uh, silver for change. Um, haven't had gosh, maybe one out of ten people reject that and want uh, bills back. Um, just super great festival for you know sixty days of organizing. Um, absolutely, yeah, this was short notice. Is what you're class. saying? You're saying this was short notice? Yeah, I, I believe this was concept to to go date for sixty days. Wow, that's amazing. I, I mean, is that but people from? New Jersey, the guy next to me is from Spokane, pretty much every state. uh, Yeah, I I think people people have had it. And everybody I'm talking to is headed to uh, to Porkfest, Forkfest. Oh, great. I hope that you spread a lot of... your campsites, no. (laughs) I hope that you spread a lot of, like, libertarianism in that area, because that's, like, my neck of the woods. You're outside of, like, Seguin. I'm from Cibolo. He's on Um, a 100-acre farm. The White uh, Rose guy is here. Um, Not the official White Rose guy, but one of the uh, participants. So there's a booth handing out as many stickers as you'll say that you'll use. He's Um, not actually in Austin. uh, He's uh, on a farm that's, like, 150 acres somewhere outside Yeah, he's in Gonzales, Texas. I Googled it. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know if they're going to have... And, uh, for the next event, I would say uh, one super pro tip is the wind never stops. So it's oh, a wow. it's a big pasture. So uh, prepare for a wind event uh, for camping. 
that that oh that's uh yeah that's the only negative everything else has been super positive they flew comedians in for tonight um Thaddeus Russell is here unofficially um let's see what else uh um yeah, it's just sounds like a big great. event. I mean, that's that's impressive. I got to say, I mean, for a first year event to be able to get five hundred people to show up, or even a, even a hundred people would have, I would have been impressed with a hundred. But you know, hundreds you know, a lot of, people. of crypto sales too, um, a lot. But I think the the silver and the bullets and the poker chips are you know just easier. Um, but yeah, people, uh, you know, I, I'm a crypto. Uh, is there internet out there? I mean, you guys are out in the out in the you know the boon, the boonies, yes. right? Yes, <laughs> four bars LTE. Okay. So yeah, I Sweet. don't know how. I mean, it's boonie, but for some reason, we have uh, great LTE. And actually, mm-hmm. the property neighbor farmer came over, uh, killed a hog yesterday, so we gave it to the guys with the big smoke pit over wow. here to feed everybody. So the so, neighbor is down. Floatfest.com. <laughs> that's F-L-O-T-E-F-E-S-T, floatfest.com. I, we met some of the organizers of Floatfest at the uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival last year in Forkfest. They came out and hung out for the first time. Uh, so that was that was really cool. I like the website it says, thank you for social converging instead of social distancing uh, on there. So very yeah. cool. Brian, thanks for calling in tonight. Definitely appreciate hearing from you. So 603-283-6160 is the number here. It looks like they're going through tomorrow. It was March 8th uh, through 11th for the first ever Float Fest. And I guess they're tying in with Anarchapulco. So for people that couldn't or didn't feel like they wanted to go through the hassles of international travel to go to Anarchapulco, apparently they're doing some sort of a, a video link between the two events, which hmm. is kind of interesting. So there you go. Float Fest update. We go to Scott. He is the bigot on the line in Florida. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, good uh, evening, uh, Ian, uh, Bonnie, and uh, Aria. How are you? Yeah. Scott, what's on your mind? I'll tell you what's on my mind. Uh, there's a real uh, injustice going on, and this is what it is. Do you know who Stuart Rhodes is, Ian? Yeah, he's the founder of the – what's the group? Uh, you're going to tell me. Oath Keepers. Oath Keepers. Thank you. Let me explain. He's a leader of the Oath Keepers, and the FBI is after Mr. Rhodes and, the Oath, and his Oath Keeper followers because of tremendous pressure from the Anti-Defamation League, ADL, and the Southern Poverty Law Center, SPLC, uh, to persecute and ultimately incarcerate Mr. Rhodes and his followers from the Oath Keepers because of the uh, January 6, 2021 insurrection. Now, the problem is this. It's not that the ADL is a Jewish organization, and a, but it is a problem that it's a private organization, and the SPLC is a private organization. They have no right to tell the FBI to go after these groups and are part of the federal government and to crucify Mr. Rose and his followers. What makes you and, think you what, that – hold on, Scott. What makes you think that the FBI is beholden to the wishes of these organizations? Because Cheers. the ADL and the SPLC wield enormous power, and uh, they are. I, I heard Mr. Rhodes uh, on the uh, Infowars Alex Jones show, and uh, oh, definitely a good source of that, information. Uh, the ADL is coming after him, and that's not right. Okay, well, just and, and I'll tell you look. I don't know. Right. Maybe they are, but I don't know if I if I buy that. You know, they're somehow issuing orders to the FBI, and the FBI, I think, would have been investigating the. What happened on the 6th of January, the quote-unquote insurrection, uh, whether or not the ADL was around. So I'm not so sure about that. Thank you, Scott, for the call tonight, though. Uh, More coming up here. Hour number two is next. This is Free Talk Live. 
Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. Go there now, click on Get Started at the top of the page. Once you do that, you'll find a cornucopia of information, neatly organized for your needs. If you're a knowledgeable crypto user, check out news.bitcoin.com where you can get the latest headlines. Bitcoin.com is your source for buying cryptocurrency, getting a wallet app, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news, all on a slick and easy-to-use website. All put together by the best minds in the business to teach you about cryptocurrency. Bitcoin.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the second hour of the program. You, of course, can bring up what you want. Our number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, we've got Ian. Bonnie. And Aria. So in the last hour, before we got a bunch of interesting phone calls, uh, in the last hour we started the show talking about Milo Yiannopoulos, who normally really isn't worth mentioning. Uh, but I saw this headline and I was just so amused. I thought, you know, Ari is going to be in tonight. Uh, we got we got to talk about this. I am equally amused. Yeah. So Milo Yiannopoulos now coming out as ex-gay, quote unquote, ex-gay, according to. Let's see what this site is. Life Site News. It's got to be some sort of right-wing religious thing. Right at the top, it says, help keep abortion out of the Dominican Republic. So, yeah, that gives you some idea of who we're dealing with. Uh, Life Site, Life Facts, Life Petitions, a nonprofit internet service dedicated to issues of culture, life, and family. So, yeah, Life Site News. So, yeah, the Christian right. Yeah, it looks that way. not sure if they're Catholics. Or, uh, or what the deal is with them. Headquartered in Con- uh, Toronto, Canada, founded in 1978, it is a pro-life group. So anyway, that's who uh, interviewed Milo. And they asked him about becoming, quote-unquote, sodomy-free, asking him if there was any uh, sort of an event that encouraged this, that triggered his decision. Now, he could still, he could still engage in sodomy mm-hmm. with women. This is true. And I mean, that's practically condoned in the songs of so- Solomon. Is that right? Really? Yeah. Oh, they're vulgar. Yeah. Is that in the Bible? Yes. Oh, okay. I, do you want to tell us more about how vulgar or like... Wait, no, well, I just it, want to know about pegging in the Bible. It's very poetic. <laughs> uh, so it's not straightforward, mm-hmm. but lots of Christians have done research on this. And yeah, it's it's totally okay with sodomy between men and women. At the, the Bible very least. Okay. Oh, I thought you were talking about pegging, which is different than what? <laughs> different, yeah, let's not get into that. Well, that's a form of sodomy. Yeah. So anyone, he says, who's read me closely over the past decade must surely have seen this coming. He says, I wasn't shy about dropping hints. He said in a New York Times best-selling book, Dangerous, I heavily hinted I might be, quote, coming out as straight in the future. And in my recent stream of consciousness telegram feed, I've been even more explicit, stomach-churningly so. If the comments under my X Days Without Sodomy posts are anything to go by. I've always thought of myself as a Jack Bauer sort of figure. The guy who, who is does... That? Isn't he like an... Uh, isn't he a fictional character in Tom Clancy novels? I believe he's the like the lead character in some of his novels, I think. 
Anyway. It doesn't sound like it's an appropriate analogy for Milo, at the very least. He says, the guy who does the hideous, inexcusable things no one else can stomach, without which the Republic will fall. Just like sodomy? Is that what he's talking about? <laughs> it's not clear. <laughs> but whatever it is he's saying, he believes that he is the, the bulwark, that it is, it is he who is stopping <laughs> in his acts that are stopping the Republic from falling. I know that. Meanwhile, means, he can only get interviews on this random site called LifeSite. He says, and I know that means my name will always be cursed and I'll always be a scorned outsider. So the temptation is to throw out any consideration of living well or truthfully, but even Jack Bauer has to confront his maker sooner or later. The LifeSite asks. Yeah, the ego on this guy is I know. unreal. Uh, last summer, you posted on Parlor pictures of members of the Changed Movement. With the caption, look at these beautiful souls, rid of their demons and cured of their sinful urges. Can't you tell they've been saved? I can. Are you now able to add your picture to theirs with that same caption? I presume this this is the we were gay, now we're not movement changed, C-H-A-N-G-E-D, all in capital letters. Are you familiar with this at all? No, I don't pay attention to this nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure. Uh, I, I've looked into some things generally for humorous reasons like Mm -hmm. there are therapists who are convinced that they can they can cure gay Mm -hmm. and their examples are just atrociously bad like their formerly gay clients coming in and just describing all of the various flowers that they give their girlfriends in exquisite detail and describing how the men dress in pistachio colored shirts it's just the gayest stuff you've ever heard they're still not straight they're just no longer having sex with dudes they're like gay guys in denial now yeah essentially uh so milo says no so saying no he shouldn't be added to their their picture and i don't suppose i'll ever be brave enough to declare it a thing of the past i treat it like an addiction you never stop being an alcoholic so that's sort of he's sort of acknowledging what you were saying earlier. It's like he's still gay. Okay. Uh, he says I treat it like an addiction. You never stop being an alcoholic. As for the changed movement, I guess they're Californian. They don't see how funny their website is, or maybe they're dirty non-doms who think God loves you the more gayer you act. But I was slightly making fun of them with that caption. He said someone really ought to tell them to use more heterosexual-looking photos on their website. I can share some tips. I'm sure you can. (laughs) My followers have been giving me a a crash course in all-American straight guy aesthetics, which apparently includes growing a mullet and learning to drive stick. (laughs) I don't know how to tell him this, but driving a stick is like what trans people do. Is that right? They get a Nintendo Switch and they drive a stick shift. Don't know why, but those are the rules. I didn't make them up. I've also heard that bisexual people have clear phone cases. Hmm. That's like a Twitter thing. Milo uh, was then asked by LifeSite, in what ways has this impacted your personal and social life? He says, well, the guy I live with has been demoted to housemate, which hasn't been easy for either of us. It helps that I can still just about afford to keep him in Givenchy and a new Porsche every year. Could be worse for him, I guess. So he's calling his what sounds like his, uh, his previous lover his housemate now. My own life has changed dramatically, though it crept up on me while I wasn't paying attention. I'm someone who responds to micromanagement and accountability, so I've found counting days an effective bulwark against sin. In the last 250 days, I've only slipped once, which is a lot better than I predicted I would do. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I can only laugh at that, but I'm also looking at the changedmovement.com. So what is this? uh, It's just formerly gay dudes. Quote, unquote. Formerly gay. 
Um, and by the way, there's a lot of these formerly gay guys uh, that have gone through the conversion therapy that then go back and they admit that they were never converted. By and large, it's people who are like, oh, I got into the rave scene and I started doing drugs and all of this. And then I became gay. And then I, uh, some preacher reached to me and I was like, I need to be more. And apparently they equated being gay to doing the drugs and hmm. partying and all of that. So I've been just, to raves, but I didn't go gay. They just scratched it all out. It feels as though a veil has been lifted in my house, he says, like there's something more real and honest going on than before. (laughs) It's been a gradual uncovering rather than a dramatic reveal. Maybe that lack of theater or spectacle is a sign the gay impulses truly are receding. (laughs) He says the best metaphor I know is that of of a flower blooming, of nature's epiphany. (laughs) That is nothing a straight dude would say. Sounds, uh, he says, an image I know. I'm a delicate flower blooming. (laughs) Blooming into. Beneath the scorching southern sun. (laughs) I know Carol Houselander was found of. I don't know who that are fond of. I think it was Houselander who said, quote, whatever is loving in man and whatever is lovable in man is Christ in man. I take this to mean the more love and the less lust in us, the more we cease to obscure Christ and instead reveal him in whose image we are made. I don't mean to suggest it's been easy. Just simple. Our Lord endured worse than any of us and promised us that we have to take up a heavy cross each day. Ronald Knox says via the Via Crucis shows us the three ways we can carry our cross. With bitterness, like the unrepentant thief. With grim resignation, like the repentant thief who said it was what he deserved. Or with love, like the Lord who never minimized suffering, but said it would in God's time redeem us. He says, secretly, I feel I've done enough good in this life to excuse me from earthly penance for past sins. Your readers will no doubt respond rightly that this statement demonstrates how far I have to go. The best advice I can give others in my situation is check your pride, not your privilege. So often it's vanity or conceit or self-satisfaction that gets in the way of accepting Christ. Learn to catch it before it takes root. And if if self-satisfaction gets in the way of accepting Christ, then why would I want to accept Christ? That's not much of a sales pitch, dude. Oh, you can't be satisfied anymore. You're going to be a bit miserable. It's going to be difficult. But, but a better afterlife... <laughs> But your actual life will suck. Right. 603-283-6160. Do you believe this guy? You can share your thoughts with us and bring up whatever's on your mind. Coming up. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. By the way, I want to say thank you to Dodger, who is a Free Talk Live silver amplifier. Dodger contributing to the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. It's a way for you to help us get Free Talk Live on more radio stations Bring new internet listeners on board. Expose expose new people to the ideas of freedom. You can help us do that for just five bucks a month, and that's all it takes to be a silver amplifier. You can do more if you like. We certainly appreciate whatever amount you would like to send on in over at amp.freetalklive.com, A-M-P, amp.freetalklive.com. We're reading from LifeSite News, which is a uh, apparently a right-wing Catholic quote-unquote news website. In this case, they have the uh, exclusive interview with Milo Yiannopoulos, 
who, like I said before, normally he's not really worth talking about, but it's particularly entertaining when a flaming gay guy uh, comes out and actually claims to be straight, while at the same time clearly indicating that he is still very, very gay. Uh, so it's not clear if he is trolling the conservatives as well here with, with what he's doing. Uh, it's Ian Bonney and Aria in the studio tonight. There's one more question with a, a fairly entertaining answer here that I wanted to share with you in this interview from LifeSite News. So LifeSite News just gives him an open-ended, anything else you'd like to add? And Milo says... I have enjoyed a lifelong affection for the absurd and the outrageous, so part of me gleefully anticipates the day I can seize the moral high ground, however briefly, to denounce others for failures of piety and sobriety. I hope people will support and pray for me, if for no other reason than they share my delight at the prospect of Milo Yiannopoulos furiously and indignantly railing against homosexuals for sins of the flesh. Hold on. Uh, can we can we go back to that? There was, there was a part in there that's key. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to read it again? Yes, please. Okay. I've enjoyed a lifelong affection for the absurd and the outrageous, so part of me gleefully anticipates the day I can seize the moral high ground, however briefly, to denounce others for failures of piety and sobriety. Yeah, that's a, that, that was it. Yeah, that's your failure of piety, dude. Uh, no part of Catholicism or Christianity is okay with going around people going, going around going, ha ha Denouncing ha, people. I'm holier than you. <laughs> ha ha, you're going to hell. No, no part of that is okay with Christianity or Catholicism, no matter how much you've perverted it. You pervert. He says, <laughs> I hope people will support and pray for me if for no other reason than they share my delight at the prospect of Milo Yiannopoulos furiously and indignantly railing against homosexuals for sins of the flesh. As you might expect, my professional See, priorities- yeah, people who aren't Christians aren't bound by Christian law. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Christians understand the that. Christians don't seem to be real bound by it either. That's true. But Milo, even if you do believe that, you know, being gay is a sin, it only applies to gay Christians. By most readings of Christianity, God isn't going to hold anyone accountable to a moral code they never profess to follow. The issue you're going to have if your God exists is that he will hold you to account for the moral code you express to professing. follow. Yeah. But me, I'm not a Christian. I don't profess to follow that moral code. I'm okay with going around telling people, ha-ha, I'm holier than you. I don't do it because I'm not okay with it. But I don't (laughs) proclaim myself to be following such a moral code. I'm not going to be held accountable for that, dude. You will be. He says, as you might expect, my professional priorities are shifting somewhat, given my new spiritual preoccupations. Over the next decade, I would like to help rehabilitate what the media calls conversion therapy. It does work, albeit not for everybody. As for my other aspirations and plans... It works at increasing suicide rates. I bet it does. Yeah, that's why I don't um, buy anything from Chick-fil-A, because they give money to like conversion therapy. Really? Hate chicken. Hey, I bet it's so it's not I mean, that great. It is, not it not is. for the hate. It's so good, though. I mean, just just ignore. Just ignore the hate. It's really just not hate. that They're great. They're trying to eradicate people <laughs> like me from existence. Well, now, wait a minute. To be fair, the Chick-fil-A in Nashua actually... Remember a few years ago or several years ago when there was all this controversy over Chick-fil-A and like conservatives were doing a, a boycott where they would show up and there were huge lines outside of Chick-fil-A for yeah. right-wingers to buy chicken sandwiches? Remember it's because that? Chick-fil-A supports anti-LGBT groups. I understand that. But what happened was the Nashua Chick-fil-A, which is, you know, these are franchisees. Uh, Nashua Chick-fil-A sponsored Gay and Lesbian Pride Fest in New Hampshire. 
that same time, like right when the Chick-fil-A corporation was making all these headlines. But they're still paying into the corporation. That they are. Doing they that. are. But still, like, you know, it was interesting that they could even get away with doing that and keep their, you know, corporate approval or whatever. Their waffle the fries suck. Yeah, their fries aren't that great. Awful. Uh, but I mean, what would you, so would you still boycott the Nashua Chick-fil-A even though they actually were a sponsor of Gay and Lesbian Pride Fest? Yes. I don't give money to people who are going to pay for conversion therapy. But they may not be. Well, they are somewhere along the way by feeding into the corporate Chick-fil-A system. I mean, they're paying their franchise fee or whatever. They could just as easily open up a different restaurant. Especially since a lot of people put their kids through that. Like, the kids aren't choosing to go into it. What, through conversion therapy? Yeah. Hmm. Well, Milo has one more thing to say. He says uh, that he'll keep saying... I've always considered abortion to be the preeminent moral horror of human history. I'll keep saying so even more loudly than before. They say if you let one sin in, others will follow. And now I truly know what that means. As I've begun to resist sinful sexual urges, I've found myself drinking less, smoking less, you name it. I confess my weakness for designer shoes and handbags is yet to dissipate. Does he even have (laughs) money? He keeps talking about Givenchy. And designer stuff. Like, how does he have money? I've not heard his name since 2016. Uh, He's still got people that support him. I mean, just because we're not hearing about him doesn't mean he's not active in the conservative world, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And he's saying he's buying Porsches for his his now housemate. He said that earlier. His housemate? Yeah. It was the person he was living with who's now his housemate. He addressed that. Uh, (laughs) He says, I'm coming to realize, however slowly, that lust per Augustine is disordered desire for all sorts of things, not just NFL players. So that's the story from LifeSite News. I see no issue with lust or just degeneracy in general. And as far as him thinking that getting rid of being gay is helping him get rid of other habits, sometimes I get into a phase where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to eat meat. And then I'm just like, oh, I have so much self-control. I'm just like being so good at self, self-control, self like not eating sugar and all this. And I, you kind of get a high off that because it's like fun to do. It doesn't have anything to do with Jesus. Well, it's an accomplishment. That's all. It's just you have set a goal for yourself and you're personally accomplishing something. So, of course, you got to. And in his mind, that. like it's the bad things that he's stopping doing or just like things that Jesus doesn't want you to do. Well, so. no, he didn't say he stopped drinking or stopped smoking. He just says he's doing it less. He's also having less gay sex. He didn't <laughs> stop that completely either. <laughs> right. Uh, what did he say? He did. He, he claims he's only slipped once in the last 250 days. <laughs> and define slipped. I know. Slipped is such a like casual. <laughs> anyway, there you go. That's all. It's bizarre, man. 603-283-6160 is the number here. Of course, you can bring up anything that you want. You know, since we're talking about gender and sex and perspectives and whatever, California has a bill, apparently, that would ban boys and girls sections at retailers if it passes. Now, we'll get into it coming up here in a moment. You can share your thoughts with us. 603-283-6160. And you can take control of the airwaves as well. Bring up whatever happens to be on your mind here on Free Talk Live. It's 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. Do you feel like your nation, state, or community no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where people agree that liberty is important and are free to pursue their projects so long as they respect the property of others? There are many people just like you that are discovering freeprivatecities.com. 
Their social media links are at the upper right of the page at freeprivatecities.com. All skill levels will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities opens. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build. freeprivatecities.com Talk Live, the number, if you want to join in here, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, we've got Ian. Bonnie. And Aria. Bitcoin.com, great source to learn about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. You can go there and click Get Started at the top of the page. Bitcoin today scraped close to its all-time high it uh, cracked over fifty seven thousand dollars yeah high high today of fifty seven thousand three hundred seventy eight dollars uh for bitcoin btc it's back down to about fifty five three right now oh god bitcoin died <laughs> oh yeah that reminds me i've got a bitcoin hate piece okay we could do that it's always fun uh, but the the news I wanted to share with you here about Bitcoin.com is that you can go and learn the basics. If you haven't taken the time to do that yet, please go to Bitcoin.com, click Get Started at the top of the page. And if you got three minutes, you can watch the first video there. And then you'll have at least a basic concept of some of the important ideas. Because there is a bit of a learning curve. There are some new concepts involved here in this decentralized digital form of money that governments cannot control. And they cannot stop. And they don't like it. So if you That's okay. I don't like them. Yeah, if you don't like the government, then you really ought to look into Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. Go to bitcoin.com and you can learn more there. Also, news uh is available over on their news site news.bitcoin.com, so head on over there as well. There was the story about Disney that I mentioned earlier and that is they are now attacking their own products just just like Dr. Seuss, uh who you know, we, Dr. Seuss is dead, but there's an organization that was formed by his widow uh, Dr. Seuss Enterprises, I think it was. LP. Is it really attacking their own products if they're like, oh, yeah, we don't really agree with this statement anymore. So we're 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 going to pull that back. Yeah, I would say it is. If you're uh, if you're in the case of Dr. Seuss, they're very mild this. with Dr. Seuss. Right. And in the case with Dr. Seuss, uh, the whole point of the Dr. Seuss Enterprises was to continue his mission and continue promoting his works. And then after his wife died, they then stopped promoting, what was it, six books or something like that? Uh, that you know, six of his least popular books that I'd never heard of. I never heard this. of them. And also they were written before he decided to change his mind about racism. So maybe he wouldn't have really cared about having them. Were they written before that time? I thought that we had because they weren't there. racist. I mean, they, you know, they were they were racially insensitive or politically incorrect i mean that's only looking back on them now right like that's only looking back with the most ultra liberal kind of sensitivities back on these things i mean it's it was being an ultra liberal were you here the night we looked at the photos i have not i I was not here that night but i've looked into them myself and i I can see the point that people are making i don't think it's worth pulling the book it's a huge stretch the point that people were making about those those uh images in those books and and, and and he did change his mind later on, and, and those books were not, in, in my opinion, in any way racist at all. Um, I mean, he used some caricatures, he used some stereotypical things, but stereotyping is not racism. Whether they're racist or stereotyping isn't really important to me. The important question to me is, are these pieces of literature that are worth keeping? Mm. 
Well, the uh, Dr. Seuss thought so because he continued to publish them until he died. His wife thought thought so because she continued to publish them until she died. Now, whatever people got in charge of the board of directors of this organization have decided, no, they don't want to continue publishing them. And well, so, they're the ones well, that have to put the energy forth to continue publishing them. I really don't see a problem with that story These at books all. that most people weren't reading in the first place and that most people had never heard of. It's well, not then, like they're canceling Green Eggs and Ham here. They're canceling books that evidently the market has decided just weren't that valuable in the first place considering go how look them up us those have... books are, sh- are selling for hundreds yeah, of dollars because they're controversial now because conservatives <laughs> but i mean got 10 years ago people triggered. weren't buying these books to read them to their kids they were buying green eggs and ham no or doubt. whatever no doubt about that and and if that was the reason they were stopping then that's a fine reason to stop hey these aren't selling anymore True. but instead they stopped doing it and then six or eight months later they announced on his birthday why they were stopping and it was all this, oh, extra sensitive. Could it just be they wanted some stuff. liberal money? That's exactly what it was. It or maybe out, they wanted to get canceled for money. Well, it turns out there was one of the details on the story was the National Education Association, which is a leftist group of it's the teachers union, uh, was putting on a reading event every single year. And the Seuss Corporation was involved with that that event. Right. Like they'd have some guy in a cat in the hat outfit show up. And, you know, there was a t- there was a tie in basically. Right. And the NEA decided to stop the tie ins when their contract ran out and did not re- renew the contract. So there was absolutely a financial reason why the Seuss Board of Directors decided Okay, I guess we can pull these books and make a big show of it. Maybe the NEA will come back and be our partner again. I can't hate on them for that any more than I can hate on Nike exploiting Colin Kaepernick or any of these other companies who exploit LGBT pride during June. I mean, that's just what I expect these soulless, heartless corporations to do. Indeed. It's just sad when, you know, you have a vision as a creator and then the creator dies and some board of directors takes over. And well, then you don't even come close to how that. How many books did Dr. Seuss write? It's quite possible. Must possi- have been dozens and dozens. I yeah, don't know how many. It's quite possible that, you know, when he was 85 years old or whatever, he wouldn't have approved of what he wrote then. And he just had no. He actually of did go back it. and uh, at, there was another story. It was Reason.com said that he, in his lifetime, when he changed his mind about racism, he actually went back and revised some of his works. Okay. So, no, he didn't forget about it. That's good. You know, he went back and he made changes. But these weren't racist things. Like there was an, there was the supposed one of the worst supposed images was of a fictional African uh, island that the character in uh, if I went to or if I own the zoo, there was one frame in that book where he got some fictional bird with a large neck and there were two black beings that were sort of carrying this bird on a perch. That was the image. I mean, it wasn't even clear whether they're supposed to be humans or some sort of monkey or some sort of Dr. Seuss-created thing from this fake island. Like, I, I personally think those are just Dr. Seuss-created people things. because they look like who's. Right, but they weren't really people, right? Like, they're just yeah. a Seussian thing. You wouldn't say that the, the creatures in... Um, the you, Lorax You or wouldn't whatever. say any of those were humans. Yeah, and no, they're just Seussian. For lack of a better term. But people want to be offended so bad. So now Disney is taking the same you know, approach here. Okay, well, we can we can do the same thing the Seuss people did. We'll, we'll attack our own products, and then the liberals will the love us. The examples here, though, are legitimately like racist, though. Are they? In where? 
Well, let's get into it. Oh, the Disney movies? The U.S. Well, Sun. In Peter Pan's treatment of the Native Americans in particular, I mean, not to mention Dumbo had the, the crows, one of the leader of which was named Jim. <laughs> I mean, th- they were pretty racist. And it was from Walt Disney, who was pretty racist. Disney Plus has stripped its children's movie selections, according to The Sun, the-sun.com, of classic movies like Dumbo, The Aristocats, and Peter Pan because of their racist stereotypes. Settings on the streaming site's app will deter children from watching the once-loved, now-controversial titles. On the Stories Matter section of their website, Disney explained why each iconic movie was being pulled. For Dumbo, they explained that the crows and the musical number pay homage to racist minstrel shows, where white performers with blackened faces and tattered clothing imitated and ridiculed enslaved Africans on southern plantations. The leader of the group, this is an actual quote from Disney, Quote, the leader of the group in Dumbo is Jim Crow, which shares the name of laws that enforced racial segregation in the southern United States. Unquote. And for Peter Pan, they stated that, quote, the film portrays native people in a stereotypical manner that reflects neither the diversity of native peoples nor their authentic cultural traditions. It shows them speaking in an un- unintelligible language and repeatedly refers to them as redskins, an offensive term. I forgot it said redskins. Me too. And also I think that they call the girl... I don't know that word that means woman. It's like, I can't remember it now. I'm sorry. The Indian word? Yeah. Squaw? Yeah, they call her that. Not that, I don't know if that's really racist, but it's like almost offensive. I mean, I don't find them to be, their stereotypical portrayer, portrayal of Na- Native Americans to be particularly offensive or noteworthy. I mean, it's, kids have to have some sort of image of what a Native American is, and that's that's a fun, simple one for them to later expand their okay. minds into. But, but you think Dumbo went too far? I would definitely say Dumbo went too far. 603-283-6160. You can take control of the airwaves here. You can bring up your thoughts maybe on the Disney pulling its own movies, at least from the kids section of their streaming service, Disney+. Plus. There's more coming up here. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. The number here is 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. Bonnie. And Aria. So I'm looking a little deeper here because like we found with this whole Dr. Seuss racism books thing that we discussed last week that was all over the news... Most people aren't going to look into this stuff. They they just see the headline. Sure. My God, Dr. Seuss was a racist. And then they don't actually go and look into the rest of the story. And the rest of the story is that, well, it turns out he was when he was like 30. And then he changed his mind later on in life and wrote things against racism, very specifically against uh, racism. And so... People can change, and that's always a nice thing when that happens, especially when it's somebody who's visible like that and who can go back and and say they were sorry for you know being wrong. I mean, that's a pretty important and a pretty big thing for for somebody to be able to do. That didn't come out in any of the mainstream stories. You had to go, of and, course not, right? You had to go and dig. You just sort of the mainstream stories was, oh my god, this terrible man. They were treating him like he was, you know, Bill Cosby. 
like you know that he'd actually you know raped somebody or done something horrifying in later on in life when in fact the later on in life dr seuss was totally different from the young dr seuss but you know i found myself wondering all right well what about this you know these claims that disney is now making According to The Sun, Disney has a section on their website where they're now explaining why they're pulling from their own streaming service uh, out of the children's movie section. So I guess they're going to keep these movies so adults can watch them. Dumbo, The Aristocats, and Peter Pan. And they go into it here saying that uh, Dumbo they pulled because of the crows in the movie. The musical number, it says, pays homage to racist minstrel shows where white performers with blackened faces and tattered clothing imitated and ridiculed enslaved Africans on sl- southern plantations. But is that, is that what's really going on in the scene? I don't I, know. I don't know anything about these minstrel shows. I just pulled up the scene here and also, and I'll play some of it for you, but also I found myself curious after listening to it during the break just to, you know, see what it was. Who was voice, voicing these crows, these racist crows? Who did they hire? Who do they hire to be these supposedly racist crows? And what do I see here? Well, it looks like maybe one white guy and at least three black men. Oh, well, I'm not surprised. I mean, plus this was the 50s. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a black man wasn't likely to get a job acting in a movie in the 50s. Well, they unless gave it him was jobs self-deprecating. Here. Okay, okay. Maybe so. Let's get let's let's play some audio here. I got I've got the actual audio. Supposedly offensive. Here it is. Did you ever see an elephant fly? Well, I seen a horse fly. Ah, I seen a dragon fly. <laughs> I seen a house fly. <laughs> yeah, I seen all that too. I seen a peanut stand and heard a rubber band. I seen a needle that winked its eye. But I be done seen about everything when I see an elephant fly. Now, obviously, it is not proper English to say things like be done seen, right? Like, that's not proper English, but there are certainly people who speak that way. And it's not necessarily racist to acknowledge that there is a certain group of people that have this way of speaking, I don't think. But let me go on with more of this audio here. I'm more concerned about the use of the word boy there. I mean, that was a huge thing in the South of white people referring to black men as boy. Now, like, let's see. What he, who did he say boy to? I don't... I Somebody missed. said it to the main crow on the, on the screen. Okay. But these are all crows talking to one another. Who called him boy? I, I don't know. I'll have to go back. Hang on. Dragonfly. <laughs> I seen the house fly. <laughs> <laughs> I seen all that, too. I seen a peanut stand and heard a rubber band. I seen a needle that winked its eye, but I be done seeing about everything when I see an elephant fly. Maybe it was say, I said when I see an elephant fly. That was one of the it, whoever it was was off screen at the time, but it's only the crows who are mostly performing in this. So I wonder if we could identify them crow. by their voice and figure out whether or not it was in fact the white person who played one of the crows who said that. Uh, no, it was, at least if this website is accurate, I have pulled up in front of me here, the-disney-elite.tumblr.com, and it is apparently the white person who is doing the the main role here, so okay. he was not the person who said boy. Uh, going on. I seen the front porch swing, heard a diamond ring, 
By the way, for those that don't know, there's there's silly dancing going on here and s- silly things. I mean, like this you is, expect in a Disney yeah, movie. Yeah, this is in no way, you know, oh my God, so racist. Let me go on. And they tell me that a man made a vegetable truck. I didn't see that. I only heard. Just to be social, I'll take your word. I heard a fireside chat. I saw a baseball man. I said, I just laughed and I thought I'd die. But I'll be done seen by when I see an elephant fly. And they're making fun of the elephant, right? They're, sure. they're making fun of Dumbo, saying you can't fly. There's a larger issue here, though. Who, who wrote the song mm-hmm. and who wrote the movie? I don't know. Because there's very little doubt that what they were attempting to do was, you know, mock black culture there. At least in my opinion. But it may not have been them attempting to, to, let me rephrase that. They ended up mocking black culture because that was what their image in their heads when they wrote that song and when they wrote the movie of what a black person is. And that's where the issue lies. But there were some black people and are still, I'm sure, yes, some black people Yes, but when I think of a black like person, that's not what comes to my mind. No, it's not what comes to my mind but either. But it came to this writer's mind and that's where the issue is. Maybe they just thought it would be fun to have these types of singers in this movie. Well, because in the 50s, they could do that without being held accountable for it. And should they be held accountable? It's a fun scene. There's nothing that's offensive, at least to my mind, about this. Again, well, then again, the I'm offensive not black. part isn't the scene itself, is that, you know, that is how the person who wrote that imagines black, all black mm. people to be. I don't think that's true. It could simply be, hey, let's have this, you know, group of singers singing this thing because it's fun to do that it doesn't mean all black people are like this and these are crows in a you know they're colored black because they're crows but i mean to me this is just reaching man this is reaching as far as somebody could possibly reach is named jim yeah that's the weirdest part to me like if it's not making fun of it's supposedly intentional I, i that's that's what people say i can't find that on the uh imdb I, when I was looking for the the actor, I was trying to find out who it was that was singing. There's not a Jim Crow listed. Maybe it's in the. Didn't Disney say that? I don't know. Maybe it's in the. Um, I mean, that's what credits. Disney's statement. Yeah, I mean, that's what Disney's well, Disney statement. Disney would know is. what the crow's name was. No doubt. Let me go on though with the remainder. <laughs> I mean, the birds are dancing in a very silly manner. Are they saying that, you know, black people can't dance? I mean, well, here's another thing. Ridiculous. Like, me and you haven't seen any menstrual shows, so maybe that's a typical way they dance in menstrual shows. Maybe this is typical of It's just silly. That's I mean, I all it is. I don't is. disagree that it's silly, but yeah. to me, it's only noteworthy because, you know, the, the only reason people are paying attention to it now, to this obsolete movie from the 50s, is because this racism allegation. 
This is the most I've been exposed to Dumbo since I was three years old. I heard you. Minstrel shows were supposedly where white people with black faces were performing. These are actual, at least three out of the four of them, are black people performing this thing. Now, your statement earlier was that, well, they couldn't get work unless they were willing to be self-deprecating. Black exploitation films were also a a thing. Black exploitation films weren't attacking black people. They were frequently made by uh, black people, Hmm. as I understand it. Uh, 603-283-6160. If you want to join us here, I, I mean, is there something to this that I'm missing? Because watching this is completely harmless fun. Honestly. I will say that, like, Medea should be canceled just as much as that What's should that? be canceled. Canceled. You don't know what Medea is? It's no. Tyler Perry's, like, um, he's making fun of, he's being, like, an older lady, and he's really out there and just being really, like, a caricature of black people. I don't even know who Tyler people. Perry is, so you'll have to tell me more about that coming up in moments. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. Hour number three is on the way. You want to weigh in on Disney Plus pulling from their kids' section, Dumbo, uh, the Aristocats. We haven't even gotten to that one yet. Carl Watner, longtime proponent of a voluntary society, died last December. You may have seen his articles published on his website, voluntarius.com, in his newsletter, The Voluntarist, The Mises Institute, or elsewhere over the last 40 years. His newest book, I Must Speak Out, Volume 2, The Best of the Voluntarist, is now available via Liberty Under Attack Publications. This 430-page second volume spans the years of 2000 through 2020 and includes articles by Carl Watner. Hans Hermann Hoppe, Carl Hess, Benjamin Tucker, George H. Smith, Lysander Spooner, Pete Eyre, Joyce Brand, and many others. I Must Speak Out is for the newly initiated, the veteran voluntarist, or anywhere in between. Buy the book now at libertyunderattack.com slash voluntarist. For more great content on building a voluntary society and for Carl's extensive archives, check out voluntarist.com. Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the third hour of the program. Once again, talking about a major children's media company going back and saying, whoops, we're sorry, we have offensive products in our catalog and we're taking them down in this case now it's disney last week it was dr seuss this week it's disney uh now i think their original disclaimer was fine i mean they originally had a disclaimer on several of these movies that said something to the effect of this movie may contain depictions that are culturally outdated that's fine why why did they have to go beyond that well, because they feel like they have to make a statement and, you know, get out in front of the, you know, put put the cart before the horse or whatever. Get out in front of the issue before it happens, even though, you know, these things have been brought up before about these movies. Dumbo, uh, apparently also the Aristocats, and uh, what was the third one? Before we get further Peter into Pan. it, I want to circle back to a point you made earlier. Um, nothing about these crows inherently mm-hmm. suggests that they are supposed to be representative of black people. Well, there are black people who are voicing the majority of the crows. Sure, the but you majority. don't know that from watching the movie. Nothing about the crows inherently suggests that they're supposed to be black people. That's, Unless you want to say you can tell because of their voice. But that's us imagining. That's us stereotyping. Mm-hmm. That's us being racist mm-hmm. and saying, oh, these yeah. sound like black people. Honestly, I wasn't sure if the lead crow was black or not. Turns out he's not. Well, I did want to say earlier when you said that there are white people in my family in Alabama that talk like that. 
that's what I'm talking about. Like, it's not like these black people or these white people, these southern, not that intelligent kind of sounding people. Not that educated. Okay, not that educated. It's not like those people just disappeared. They still exist. Oh, yes, I do. Right. So it's not it's not racist to have those people in your movie. Necessarily. No, it's racist on the part of the people who are looking at these crows and saying these crows are supposed to represent black people mm, and right. they can't possibly represent anything else. It's or or, just to, like or to, to suggest that they, that Disney's intention was to say that all black people are these people, which is ridiculous. Right. We don't know what the writer's intention was when he wrote the song or when he wrote the crows. Well, what we do know, and and this is an interesting, and we're going to get into your uh, calls here in just a moment, but I wanted to add this in from lifehacker.com.au in an article about are the crows in Dumbo really that racist? And they look at it sort of from a I couple looked at different... that one when I was outside smoking. Yeah, they look at a couple of points here. They do say that the main crow character uh, in, in Dumbo is literally named Jim Crow and was voiced by a white man, Cliff Edwards, who apparently also uh, played Jiminy Cricket in Pinocchio. Uh, Talk and Jive. This is basically the animated equivalent of a minstrel show. They say, if that's not racist, I don't know what is. Well, I don't necessarily agree that it's racist to have someone play the role of another of another person of another color I, I of, a, of a crow he's not yeah. playing the role of a person of another color That's we have true. to we have to keep coming back to that because we're being we aren't because we're recognizing you know that reality but the people who are looking at this and saying oh well these crows are supposed to be black people that's where the racism enters the equation. It's just like when Ted Cruz, I mean, when Donald Trump posted a picture of Twitter comparing his wife to tr- Ted Cruz's and saying a picture is worth a thousand words. <laughs> he never actually said Ted Cruz's wife was ugly, but everyone <laughs> looked at that and they said, how dare you call Ted Cruz's wife ugly? <laughs> he didn't. Brilliant you trolling. said that. Yeah. You projected that onto that. Oh my right. God. And that's the same thing pe- these people are doing here. Yeah, is that the writer's intention? I think probably. I don't think so. The next well, paragraph. Why else would he name the crow Jim? Well, I mean, it's. Why, why would he even name the crow? Also, Arya showed me a picture that's supposed to be a depiction. It's like a painting that's supposed to be of the original Jim Crow, mm-hmm. and the crow makes the same pose. So Wait, it's some at, at one point, Jim Crow was a person? Singing, yeah, that's what I said. Huh. Well, here's what the rest of this says. It says, on the other hand, the crows are among the few decent and intelligent characters that Dumbo meets on his journey. They genuinely care about Dumbo's plight, engage in witty wordplay, and make their own decisions throughout the movie. There's certainly no hint of the servile Man Friday or Magical Negro in these characters. They walk to the beat of their own drum, and they don't get pushed around by anybody. Plus, the rest of the Crow gang were actually voiced by black Americans, which was exceedingly rare for the time. Their memorable song, When I See an Elephant Fly, which we played for you um, in the last hour, was performed by the all-black Hall Johnson Choir. So, you know, <laughs> this, like I said, this is just reaching to say this is uh, in any way racism. Well, let's go to Ryan in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Ryan. Hello, y'all. Nice to see you again. Welcome. Hey, um, there is a disconnect between the idea about let's go to the statues. And you have to take everything together because whenever Donald Trump says thing after thing after thing after thing, and then you try to dissect like, 10% of them, it's impossible to really show how bad the whole quantity of his obtuseness is towards black people. I mean, the statues. Yes, let's go back to the statues. What statues are we talking about? 
So, I mean, the statues that litter the South with uh, Southern war heroes from the Civil War. Okay. First off, why would we want to save that history, part of our history as a country? Well, I like the idea of rebelling against the federal government. What's that? I like the idea of rebelling against the federal government. Oh, yeah, but I mean, these statues, if you're walking with your kid and you have to explain to him why there's a statue of a guy that, A, lost a war, and then the second part is, is... Oh, he fought a war because he wanted slaves. Well, I that's not necessarily why that that war was fought. But oh my god, oh, how, oh my god, you had to explain something to your kid while you were walking around. Boy, that's a real tough. No, uh, yeah, thing. We, the, the, they it, lost no, at the Alamo. It, it leaves a bad impression on his mind. Huh? It, it, it's horrible to have to walk by. Okay, let's just say let's just say a couple slave owners rebelled and killed a bunch of their slave owners. I would think that that's more American that in, happened uh, frequently. in front of a school than some of these KKK-loving uh, Civil War statues. Then put, put some money into making a statue about it. I mean, I learned about I, Nat I Turner during Black History Month when, I, mean, I, was, that like when I was in high school. I didn't object to that any more than I do the existence of the Confederate statues. Different people are proud of their cultural heritage. Am I proud? I, I can't imagine being proud of someone who you know beheaded a bunch of people, but I'm also not proud of someone who enslaved people. Look, I want to make it clear, well, yeah. Ryan. I'm against all of these statues. I'm against. T- I, th- I think all war statues okay. should be taken down. I think that the northern well, war Donald statues. Trump isn't. Huh? I don't care what Donald, Donald Trump, Trump thinks. Isn't. Who cares what Donald okay, Trump well, thinks? Yeah, we're not. This isn't right wing. Uh, our our listeners aren't necessarily okay, right wing. Right, right this show is an open phones panel discussion with a pro liberty viewpoint. I don't know what my listeners believe oh, because great. most of well, them I, never call in. That. Most of our listeners don't ever call the show. If they had called in, they would then become callers instead of listeners. And the you know yeah, probably sure. less than 1% of 1% of our listeners ever call the show. Are we on conservative well, talk stations? Sure we are. And, uh, and we're on a bunch of them. But that's only because well, there aren't any progressive talk stations out there to which to speak. But we've been on those well, too. Well, let's analyze what, it, what exactly is the long-term problem with, uh, with poverty that seems to be associated with black people. Is it education, or what are we doing wrong here? I mean, and, and that poverty is leading to There's plenty of poor white people in, tra- in trailer parks. Yeah, the issue with the poverty among the black community is, is largely a result of the Civil War and how the northern states absolutely did everything they could to impoverish, is that the word I'm looking for? Impoverish, the yeah. southern states. By and large, well, the black population in the United States is located in the south. Well, you know, then there's a lot of truth to that. It's but not there's blacks also that are poor. That it's you can't the really South. give people that are getting ready to rebel against you a ton of money, especially once they start getting. I mean, they, uh, they, I they, with the they didn't need to happened. give them I mean, money. We just lost our Capitol building to the South. The South just took over the Capitol building. They're waving this Confederate flag in the Capitol building. What are you talking about? Do you think that all people in the they, South like are behind what happened at the on on the sixth? Because I there were people who I, came from New Hampshire to go to that thing on the sixth. And there were well, people from all over the flag country. Being waved in the hall. So what? Well, okay, and, and that's just my point. I mean, you can't really say so what because it anybody has an with idea a Confederate flag that shows up somewhere, Ryan, just because somebody shows up with a Confederate flag in a crowd of a hundred thousand people or whatever it was, doesn't mean that they're all what from the it? South. Also, does the Confederate yes, flag represent the South to you now? Where are you calling from? The Capitol New building. You're calling from New Hampshire, so you think that there are no poor black people like my entire mom's side of my family in Alabama. I mean, not to say white people. I'll bring it back here because yeah, it's an interesting discussion. If you want to hang on, we'll uh, we'll we'll continue this here with you in a moment. Uh, But you know, look, I say take down all the statues. I don't want to see the war statue here in downtown uh, Keene, New Hampshire, sitting in the center of Central Square, celebrating Uh, 
the northern victory. Northern aggression. Absolutely. Keeping the union together at the, you know, the threat of a bayonet. Cannon explosions. More coming up. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You may dial in here and join us. And bring up whatever you want to discuss. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We were talking about Disney uh, coming out and removing three of its movies, Dumbo, The Aristocats, and Peter Pan from their kids section of their Disney Plus streaming service. See, the Aristocat was one, that that one actually bothers me. I love cats, mm-hmm. and I love movies about cats. They could have clipped out that two seconds of, let's just, let's not even call it racist, let's just say it's problematic, you know, because that's the word of the day. Just clip out those that two seconds. Well, we haven't even talked about the Aristocats yet, so we can come back. We got time. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, we also have Ryan on the line here. He's calling us from New Hampshire, and he was upset about some of the statues uh, down in the South for you know tribute to Southern war heroes. And why should those statues be up? He just has to then explain it if he's walking by them to his kid. And you know, I've I've heard this excuse before of I don't want to have to explain it to my kids. Well, why not? Why don't you just explain it to your kids? However, you want to explain it, you get the you get the freedom to tell the story however you want. Whether you're telling the truth or not is a whole other question. But it's you know you get to answer your kid when they ask you a question. But I, I'm still with you on this one, Ryan. I think all war statues should come down. Would you agree with me on that? Oh uh, yeah, I would think uh, you know war is just a failure of humanity. I mean, right, and it's fought by the poor people, by the rich people were to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I saw a war statue, and if I had a kid, which I don't, but if uh, you know, a kid asked me a oh, question, why, by the way, yeah, if a kid asked me a question about it, I would talk about how how bad war is. You know, I would. That's all I would oh, do. Oh yeah, and and how I mean, you you look at the the cause of these wars and how pathetic they were, and how it's just a failure of diplomacy, and it really means that there are consequences to not like to having an elected official that is not able to keep his mouth shut. That, that, that runs his mouth at seven in the morning while he's, you know, on the toilet and trying to come up with uh, something intelligent. To win I don't votes. know why you keep coming Can back. Can you name to him? one war that Donald Trump caused? Well, he attempted to. Can you name one that he caused? Well, I, yes. The, name the, one. the race riots. That's not a war. And I believe the Capitol building. The ones that's that were also happening under Barack Obama, those race riots. Hey, that's fine. They've been happening for 150 years. Okay, so the, so Donald Trump didn't cause that. That was already happening. Also, that's not a war. No, but he inflamed it. He poured the gasoline on it. I How seem to recall Black Lives that. Matter shutting down I-40 in Memphis for about 10 hours, which was by far the most destructive thing to American commerce that had happened at that point because of one particular protest or another. Okay, I, I would say so that was the peak of the escalation. Storming the Capitol building while Congress... And the House is in session with the Vice President in-house. That's a totally different thing from race rights. You're jumping ahead. Let's come back. Hold on, dude. Let's come back to your (laughs) accusation that Donald Trump incensed the race riots. Respond to that before moving back to the Capitol building. Okay, because he chose to uh, try to guard the Civil War statues. Uh, He chose to – he wrote numerous, numerous tweets. I mean, I'm not going to be able to just go word for word and recite them, but – it was a very, very clear delineage of 
Um, it's their fault. They have to deal with this in their own community. And if they don't, we're just going to do our own thing. And I mean, that sounds fine to me. uh, Hey, the the South put these statues up. Let the South decide what they want to do with them. Look, uh, you know, with the whole, the (laughs) supposed insurrection in DC on the 6th of January, I saw the, the tweets that Donald Trump made and not a single one of them called for any kind of violence and nor was there really any kind of violence. I mean, there were some cops that fought with some of the uh, the protesters at one point, but you know, you talked about pipe bombs. How come no one set one off? How come they didn't set fire to the uh, the Capitol building? What kind of a pussy insurrection was this? Well, I I can't even begin to figure out the mindset of people walking into a Capitol building while it's in session and in a military style. But it's my building. The windows busted down. Oh, hey, that's a great. I idea. can't figure we're, out why they didn't burn they the place down. down. Yeah, I, I also wish they had burned well, it down. Well, because they. Uh, so they probably had fire alarms, and they probably saw. I mean, I because it wasn't an point, insurrection, dude. Just started gapping people. It for sure think, wasn't a war <laughs> if they didn't even burn the building down. You think during insurrections, people will be like, "Well, there's a fire alarm. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we can't light this fire." They, I have a question about something you said earlier. Do you think intention- that the Civil War was fought because Abraham Lincoln wanted to end slavery? Well, well, I would. This is. Whenever you do the Emancipation Proclamation, and you are already in a Civil War situation, so I guess you have a defense a little bit on that, but the North was certainly pissed off about the slavery thing, and the the South was certainly pissed mm. off about the slavery There's no but such thing as the, hold on, there's no such thing as the North and the South. Okay, that's like a history books thing, and those aren't actual people. There are well, the individuals There are individuals involved in both. Of, right. Look, the lady asked you a question. And okay. I don't know if you gave her a straight answer about it. Can you ask the question okay, again, Bonnie? Oh, just do you think that the Civil War was fought because the Southerners were like, we love slavery, and Abraham Lincoln said, no, I want to put a stop to slavery because I'm way ahead of my time and I hate slavery? Well, again, it wasn't just him. It was so, the but do you think that about him? northern people. He was the one who declared war, though. What were his reasons? No, no. War was the pretty much three weeks before he took office was being declared, and whenever he took office, he was trying to get the general to take out the southern army that was, what, 100 miles away from the capital. Okay. And he is the commander-in-chief. the war, then? He's the commander-in-chief. He could have pulled out of this conflict if he wanted to. He went ahead well, and fought about it. Lincoln? Yeah. Well, Oh yeah, but yeah, to, to pull out about it, the the South was had taken the Washington D.C. didn't the didn't they march on Washington? No, what? they didn't. They they kicked some Union soldiers out of a fort that was in the South. The South got you know mostly demolished in the uh, the Civil War. Hence another reason why well, the yeah, South Grant, and therefore the I mean, Grant, black Can you ask the question over, again, yeah, Bonnie? You know. Ryan, try to listen to the question, Bonnie. Can you ask the question again? Okay, I'll ask it more simply. I just want to know if you think that the um, Civil War was fought because the South wanted to continue slavery and Abraham Lincoln or the generals, too, wanted to end slavery. I believe that it was, you have to add up, like I said, an amalgam of differences, an amalgam of situations that are going on. But the slavery issue was the major road bump. So, yes, I do believe that slavery was the reason that the Civil War was fought. Okay. Now, was uh, it Bonnie, be, but was Abraham Lincoln trying to eliminate slavery when he fought the Civil War? Was that his goal? Well, I believe, you know, Frederick Douglass and I believe hundreds of other people were. The I ones asked about with. Abraham Lincoln. 
Oh, the Emancipation Proclamation, I'm pretty sure, means we're trying to end you slavery. You don't know. You want to school him, Bonnie? Yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the goal of Abraham Lincoln was to keep the Union together at any cost. He's got quotes saying, I don't care. Everyone can have slaves. No one can have slaves. I don't care. What matters to me is the Union stay together. Yeah, it sounds like Ryan paid close attention to his history class that he went to in New England oh, or wherever he grew up. I've just found the quote I was looking for. Here's Abraham Lincoln. I will say here, while upon this subject, that I have no purpose, directly or indirectly, to interfere with the institution of slavery in the states where it exists. I believe I have no lawful right to do so, and I have no inclination to do so. I have no purpose to introduce political and social equality between the whites and black races. Oh, and he's got other quotes that are just as bad, if not worse. I mean, this guy was actually a racist. Uh, There's a fascinating book that we were listening to on the drive up here, Bonnie. Uh, Thomas DiLorenzo, The Tyrant Lincoln. Was that what it was called? The Tyrant Lincoln. Yeah. Check that out, Ryan, because they lied to you in government school. We're coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Thanks for the call. Everyone's always talking about buy Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. That's boring as hell. How about earning some Bitcoin? Getting paid with it. That's the way. It is money after all. If you want to earn Bitcoin at your business, AnyPay is the way to do it. Your customers will love it. Everyone in town will talk about your store being the Bitcoin store. And it's just fun. Get our free app and start earning Bitcoin at your business. AnyPayX.com It's Free Talk Live. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's always entertaining when somebody calls in and presumes that they're talking to some sort of conservative talk program. They should just join chat.freetalklive.com because clearly... We're all raging liberals. <laughs> <laughs> and and the chat room can school them on that and just how progressive liberals take over a free talk live. I don't know what they think. 603-283-6160 is our number. Uh, the book I was wrong about, Bonnie, you corrected me, uh, Thomas DiLorenzo. The book we were listening to is The Problem with Lincoln. Yes. And you've listened to this book at least one time, right? Yeah, I listened to it once and I started listening to it again with you. And you had brought up with our last caller that Lincoln wasn't in the Civil War to end slavery. Yeah. In fact, he said on multiple occasions, so it wasn't like he just said one thing one time and it was sort of taken out of context. He said on multiple occasions that his goal was to keep the Union together and he would do that at any cost. And he, he said even if it meant having to free the slaves, even though he said his own feelings would not admit of this, like he he didn't want them to be his social equal he said, free, he them very and, racist. free them and make them our social equals. My own feelings will not admit of this. And he also, um, he looked all around the world for the best place to deport black people to. Wow. He was like looking at uh, islands in uh, South America that he could send them to and stuff like that. Once he got done with the problem of the uh, Southern states trying to secede because he didn't want them to uh, succeed in seceding. So maybe he would have gotten to that if he hadn't been assassinated. Maybe, probably. Yeah. I think the biggest indicator that Lincoln's war had nothing to do with slavery or freeing slaves is the fact that the Emancipation Proclamation came so late Mm -hmm. in the Civil War. 
If that's what it was about, you, don't you think this was something he would have done at the beginning well, of didn't, the war? Didn't the and correct me if I'm wrong on this because you've done some of the studying, Bonnie? Um, didn't the Emancipation Proclamation not free the Northern slaves? Didn't it only like proclaim the Southern slaves to be? There was free? like only certain areas, like even in in Louisiana, Shreveport. Those slaves were not free for some reason. According there to were, the proclamation? Yeah. There were certain places that were um, like, okay, the fr- slaves are free, but not here and not here and not here. I don't know which places off the top of my head except Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, D- Thomas DeLorenzo has written multiple books about Lincoln. So the one you were reading was The Problem with Lincoln, but that was his most recent one published, I believe, last year. He also wrote... The Real Lincoln, A New Look at Abraham Lincoln, His Agenda, and an Unnecessary War in 2003. Because remember, the rest of the world ended slavery without going to war. Yes. And it would have happened here as well. That's right. Slavery was a dying institution. It was on its way out. The only reason the South still clung to it, even though it's not profitable under normal circumstances, is because Louisiana and Mississippi are such horrible places to be out there in the swamp working that they couldn't pay people to do it. So it would have gone away through market provisions, through competition in the marketplace. And that's how it went away in a lot of places. Uh, He also wrote Lincoln Unmasked, What You're Not Supposed to Know About Dishonest Abe in 2006. This guy's done a lot of research. He's uncovered a lot of really just eye-opening stuff about this guy who is worshipped in the government system. He's He's worshipped by the Republicans. the greatest president in American history. And yet he's responsible for more American deaths than the bloodiest war in American yep. history. And most pointless. And he's considered the greatest president of all time. And lots of other countries seceded without any wars at all, too. That's right. Like, even Maine seceded from Massachusetts without a war. West Virginia seceded from Virginia, although I don't know if there was a war involved in that. But yeah, there's a lot of uh, peaceful secession movements all across the planet. Let's go back to the discussion we were having, though, before that call, although it was an interesting discussion, uh, to talking about Disney+. Plus. You brought up this character, Medea, uh, before we went to, I think it was like, I don't know, an hour ago or something like that. And I didn't know anything about Medea. Um, you were going to tell it's me about Medea. Medea? Yeah, I think it's Medea. Okay, Medea. I was just saying that the crows are making fun in of, in Dumbo, we're making of black people just as much as people do d- today and people just laugh at it like Kevin Hart always like puts on a really silly accent and like says like this is what my mom would say to me or whatever my teacher this is how my teacher would talk to me mm-hmm. and people laugh at that people laugh at Medea being a caricature of a black woman today I, it's not that I think it's okay or that it makes the crows okay it just occurred to me so wait are you saying Medea is not okay I don't really think I mean, Medea is not okay it's a man here's a clip excuse me Excuse me, lady. I know, I know damn well you saw me get ready to take this spot. I saw you. I took it. Why don't you move your little red car before I move it for you? It's a it's a black guy dressed as a woman, and he's making fun of a certain type of black lady. I mean, we could just go all out and go straight to the Boondocks as the ultimate example of a black creator with black actors making fun of black people. Right. Because guess what? Within a group of people that is as large as black people, 
there's a wide variety of subcultures. There's a huge gulf between, you know, the way people who are poor blacks might behave compared to middle class blacks. And, and even within those, you know, subgenres, there's all kinds of other divisions. There's, you know, the people who are respectable business owners. And then there's people who are running criminal gangs. I mean, there's all kinds of people out there to say that all of these people are the same is really an insulting thing to say. That's what's insulting. And to say that they shouldn't be able to have fun and poke fun at people that they might find amusing within their own, you know, cross culture. I mean, most of these places do it to others as well. I, I'm certain that Medea's movies take shots at white people, and yeah. that's fine. That's fine. Dave well, Chappelle took shots at white people, and it was fine. Dave it's Chappelle funny. T- yeah, it's funny. It's funny. If you can laugh at yourself, it's funny. But some people can't. And some people want to be offended on behalf of other people who, in many cases, aren't actually offended. Like, there's a bunch of Indian, you know, American uh, Indians who are like, yeah, I don't care about, you know, red skin. doesn't matter to me what that football team is named. It doesn't take anything away from my cultural heritage for somebody to don, uh, you know, a, a, an outfit at their Halloween party. You know, it doesn't offend me that some, you know, white chick is wearing a, a squaw outfit at a Halloween party, you know, sexy squaw outfit, whatever. It doesn't matter. There's plenty of people out there who don't care about that. Yeah, but, they but don't not get the caring attention. about things and then laughing at things yeah. is just no longer acceptable no. in today's society. They don't get the attention. It's the people who are outraged that uh, that get the attention. The people that act like these things matter so much. So, like Ma- like the Tiffany GameStop Superman person who got called a guy and started flipping out and screaming and throwing hooked out yeah. on everyone. It's yeah, like, yeah. dude. You have no idea how much damage you're doing to trans people. <laughs> Will you shut up and sit down, please? No, nope. she wanted to make a scene. Oh, and she did. Oh, yeah. We talked about that on the air. That was pretty, uh, pretty crazy. Was but- I spoofed it at the yeah. GameStop here in Keene. Yeah, you, you did. Seen it. And it was funny. <laughs> so if you want to call in, uh, 603-283-6160. Is it making fun of somebody? Yeah. I mean, Medea is clearly making fun of a certain type of black lady, the sort of ostentatious, loud, you know, black lady who is willing to, you know, call out some white chick for taking her parking spot in the big Kmart parking lot here in the scene from Medea Goes to Jail. It kind of makes me want to watch the movie because that sounded pretty entertaining. It looks pretty silly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it apparently was released in 2009 and uh, you know, it looks like it might be a lot of fun. So, but you don't think this is okay? I didn't really. I don't really think it's like. I don't think it's less okay than the crows. I think it's something that it's in. You're poor it's taste. on the same level. I I think it's in like poor taste. Like I wouldn't want to watch it or write it. How about um, airplane? Have you guys ever seen airplane? No. I've seen the Boondocks spoof it. Okay. <laughs> Y'all have to see airplane. It's one of the funniest movies. Do you, did you guys ever see the Naked Gun series? No. No. Hot shots. No. no. God, I'm showing my age here. <laughs> so Zucker, Zucker, Abrams, Zucker. These were like some of the best sort of slapstick comedy, 10 jokes a minute, throwing them all at the screen as fast as they could. Uh, they made some really funny movies. Leslie Nielsen was uh, was in them in the 1990s. They were spoofs on like the police, spoofs on the military and airplane. Anyway, in one scene in an airplane, there's a white, there's an old white lady. I think it's like Florence Henderson or something like that. And she talks jive. To a couple of black guys. And it's one of the funniest scenes in the entire movie. But I bet you there's people who just get so upset that she would dare culturally appropriate uh, black jive. Anyway, 603-283-6160. It is Free Talk Live. 
and you can bring up what you want here. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you've got Ian. Bonnie. And Aria. Coming up in, I don't know, three months, just about. Three months and a week or so. It's going to be ForkFest time. ForkFest 2021 is going to be happening at Rogers Campground June 28th through July 4th. It happens the week after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is also a fine event in its own right. So if you got two weeks, come on out uh, for both of those events. ForkFest, however, is decentralized. There's no ticket cost because there's no tickets. There's no organizers. There's just people coming out to the same campground and having a good time together. Now, what does that mean? It means each person is responsible for themselves. you got to organize. If you want to create a thing to do for other people to join you with, do it and make that thing happen. I know, Aria, you guys are going to be putting on, uh, you and your band are going to be putting on a musical show. We will. I've heard rumors. Uh, the captain, uh, Captain Kickass, says he might be talking with a second band. I don't know if that's going to come to fruition or not, but it'd be pretty cool if we ended up having like a music festival or at that the very cool. least multiple bands. That would be cool. But it's all up to you. You decide what to do. You want to bring, you know, a poker table. Somebody did that last year. There were po- there was poker every night uh, in one of the party tents. So there's party tents. There's going to be the dome from the AnyPay guys. Uh, these are just some of the things that I've heard that will likely be going on. Likely the uh, campground itself will be providing an amazing fireworks show, which they've done for the last 42 years or 43 years. So we get to be part of that as well, which is a lot of fun. Go to ForkFest.Party. You can learn more about the event. And really, you ought to be contacting Rogers Campground like this month to uh, register your campsite or your RV site or your motel room. We're going to go back to your calls and thoughts. But again, check out ForkFest.Party, and we will look forward to seeing you there this summer. Here's the clip because, you know, you can't just bring up the airplane jive scene without actually playing the audio. Mm -hmm. Can I get you something? Some more folk buttering into the bone, jacking me up, tight me. He's ill, by the way. There was uh, in the for those that haven't seen the movie, the cabin comes down with a sickness, and so he's not feeling well. Sorry, I don't understand. Cutty say can't hang. Oh, Stewardess, I speak jive. Oh, good. So a white lady gets up. <laughs> she says, "I speak jive." He said. That he's in great pain and he wants to know if you can help him. All right. Would you tell him to just relax and I'll be back as soon as I can with some medicine? Just hang loose, blood. She's going to catch up on the rebound on the med side. What it is, big mama? My mama raised no dummies. I duck her rap. Cut me some slack, Jack. It's a cutting thing. Say, 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 so there you go. I bet you there's some people these days that would be so offended uh, by that scene in this movie. And it is just, it's hilarious. That have. was cute and it was nice. It yeah. wasn't anything like making fun of people. But she culturally appropriated them. She was speaking jive. White lady shouldn't be speaking jive like that. Only these, you know, 70s black guys uh, should be able to speak jive. It's just silly. So check out Airplane uh, when you get a moment. We go to Anarcho Republican in Montana. You're on Free Talk hey. Live. You guys know who that lady was, right? Was that Florence Henderson? No, it's no. Le- it's uh, the Beaver Lady. Leave oh, it to leave Beaver's it to mom. Beaver. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, uh, leave it to the woke cons- supremacy to turn Dumbo into porno. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, they turned. What they've done is the 
Walt Disney has turned these children programs into pornography now. Now oh. they're verboten. So if you want to see them, you have to be a grown up. Oh. Well, I'm not going to say that's turning them into pornography, but uh, yeah, making things forbidden well, does know. make them more interesting. You know what I'm I mean, saying. if I had so, kids, I mean, they so wouldn't have a kid's account. They'd have free reign to watch whatever they wanted. For sure. But... Well, anyway, regardless of that, it's still, it's kind of silly. But but I've made a point of every day I, I make a point of watching at least one forbidden cartoon from the 30s or the 40s. Everybody should Why? do it before it's too late. They're corroding our culture is what they're doing. Oh, on the Abraham Lincoln thing. The, the hold, only hold on. slaves that were freed... Hello? Why do you watch cartoons from the 30s and 40s just because they're forbidden they're going to be forbidden someday and yeah, how, they're going to get banned someday how do you in montana have remotely the same culture as me someone from san antonio texas who now lives in new hampshire what do you mean remotely the same culture? we're americans our culture is almost a monoculture at this point that's a ridiculous it's all, that's a, really bunch ridiculous. Of, it, it's all a bunch of shopping centers <laughs> i have very little you know? to do with what you would probably consider to be american culture well, anyway, it's something to do. It's in, they're, they're great. They're enjoyable. Beautiful art. In fact, American funny. culture has spent most but of its history <clears throat> condemning people like me. Mm-hmm. Satanists, trans people, people who listen to rock, devil worshippers. So I don't well, know. Satanists ought to, I mean, as a Satanist, you ought to love, I'm an anarcho-Christian, so we're, I guess we're enemies. But but the, the thing is, you, you would love these cartoons, too, because for Satan, they're just great. They're just a, they're a slice of Americana. They're just fantastic. Do you feel like the and Christians are your enemy? Them, Almost all of them are going to get a band eventually. They're going to get taken no. out. Yeah, uh, that's but, I, but I always thought, I always thought that censorship would come from the government. I never thought it would be voluntary. The fact that it's voluntary, these institutions are actually doing it themselves, mm. is really kind of a new surprise. Like I said, leave it to well, Disney. Well, that's not to turn censorship. Dumbo into porno. Yeah. The other thing I want to talk about is Abraham I don't know if Lincoln. You want to have a conversation? Hang on, only... man. She's trying well, to respond okay. to you here. Okay. I mean, Let's... that's not censorship. Right. If I have something to say and I stop saying it, no one censored me. I didn't censor myself. I just stopped speaking. That's not censorship. I don't think I called it censorship. You did. I don't think you did. I called it censorship. You yeah, did. you said you no, didn't I just expect said censorship. It down to come and from... you're not going to be able to see it again. You literally well, used the word censorship, did, but okay. I, I, did. I did say it. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll stand up for that. Yeah, it's censorship. Yeah, I always thought it would come from. I always thought it would come from the top down, not right. from the bottom up. I got you. I see what but you're anyway, saying. the okay. And the thing about I just wanted to you know get this out. Lincoln only freed the slaves in the parts of the of the of the South that were occupied that were not occupied by the Union Army. Mm. So anywhere the Union Army occupied, those slaves weren't free. Right, because it didn't was a care double. It was an act of war, if you can imagine, because they wanted to incite insurrection among the slaves in the places that weren't occupied by the Union Army. And they also wanted to get support from the the union was getting tired of the war. He thought just a little more effort might just drag out a few pacifist Quakers, you know, to join up. So that's kind of what the whole thing was. Thank you for that, because I didn't understand why it was only some parts. I was like, why not Shreveport, Louisiana? Thanks that for the call tonight. Uh, appreciate hearing from you. Let's continue. Unscreened caller, you're on Free Talk Live. <clears throat> oh, wow. This is Pepsi from the Bronx. Pepsi, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, listen, I was just saying, man, you know, people are just taking themselves too freaking seriously, man, because funny is funny, you know? And a lot of times you have to see if somebody's saying something to offend you or just pointing out something that's a matter of fact, you know? But What do you uh, think? Are you a black man? I'm black and Asian, black and Japanese. Are you offended by the crows in Dumbo? Nah, man, it's funny. It's funny. (laughs) You know? 
Yeah. I mean, like, um, on the Dr. Seuss thing, right? There's this, um, um, what they, they, they're, um, canceling the Chinese, pe- the, um, character, and it says something like, um, this is a Chinese man. He eats with sticks, right? And yeah. that's what, you know, Asian people do. They eat with chopsticks, you know? And right. The cat in the aristocrats you know, like- is holding chopsticks in the scene we didn't get a chance to talk about, but there's a Siamese cat in the, uh, the aristocrats. And some people are like Disney Plus is saying that, quote, uh, the Siamese cat Shun Gon is depicted as a racist caricature of East Asian peoples with exaggerated stereotypical traits such as slanted eyes and buck teeth. So they've taken it out. Uh, they say he sings in poorly accented English, voiced by a white actor, and plays the piano with chopsticks. As an Asian man or part Asian man, do you uh, find are you offended by this character caricature? You know. I really couldn't give a crap, okay? Because that has nothing to do with who I am. The whole right. thing is that this this is like this is like um, a mirror of what you know people think and 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 you know how they live their lives. And I think if you try to suppress it, it's going to come out in a nasty way. Yeah. All right. And if they're doing it, you know, the way they're doing it, at least you see kind of where their head is at, and you can address it. But if you try to cancel it, and, you know, you, you don't have anything to compare it to, you know what I mean? And you just look at it for what it is, right? Like Richard Pryor, he has this album, right? And it's called, I don't know if I can say it. Don't but, say you it know, if you're not sure. If you're not crazy. sure. Sorry. Right? The, the album is called That End Is Crazy. I see. Fill in the blank. Yep. And that's one of the funniest and most important comedy albums ever. Yep. But... If you try to suppress Richard Pryor back then, you know, there'd be just so many things that would not be said or be said in a different way. And it's like people just got to stop taking themselves so seriously, you know? Yeah, I don't see that happening anytime soon, but I totally agree with you. Pepsi, thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate hearing from you. Great call to wrap this up. I mean, yeah, thank you. People got to realize I have a coworker who once made a joke that he was going to traumatize me so hard that I would change genders. (laughs) One of the funniest things I've ever been told. (laughs) 10 out of 10 gotta laugh at yourself man yeah all right so out of time here tonight uh we'll see you online in the meantime freetalklive.com where should viewers go to see you eat hot peppers youtube.com slash aria demetso reapers reapers check it out (laughs) see you tomorrow as you may recall we last left jonathan gullible on a remote pacific island after his boat was blown far off course by a terrific storm Eager to learn more about the island, he wandered into a nearby town where he found two tall iron bar fences, one on either side of the road. Walking up to a uniformed guard on the road between the two fences, Jonathan asked, Pardon me, sir, but can you tell me what these two iron fences are for? The iron bars on the right side of the road are for our zoo. What is a zoo? Well, a zoo is a place to keep many animals from all over the world. These fences are used to keep them in one place so that people can study them and so that these strange animals won't go about harming society. It must cost you a fortune to find these animals, bring them here, and provide for them. Oh, I don't pay for the zoo out of my own pocket. Everyone pays a zoo tax. Everyone? Well, there are some people who have no interest in the zoo, and there are some who feel that the animals should only be studied in their natural habitat. When these people refuse to pay their zoo taxes, they are removed from their natural habitat and placed behind those iron bars across the street. Such people can then be studied and they are prevented from harming society. If you don't want to do people harm, how do you know which side of the fence is better? So ends another bizarre episode in the life of Jonathan Gullible. Build freedom with laughter. Join the community 
access free media clips, and more. Or get your free PDF copy of the book. Go to jonathangullible.com now. jonathangullible.com Hey, you are going to love the movie Victimless Crime Spree. It's hilarious, heartwarming, and carries a ton of inspiring freedom messages. Feeling down about the lack of liberty in your life? You need to put on this film with some friends and have a good laugh. It's a true story about me and my friends in New Hampshire living free, singing, dancing, and getting arrested. Of course, it's all on video, and the bad guys, the cops, judges, bailiffs, and sheriffs, they all play their part like it's out of a movie or something. You would think we scripted the whole thing, but it's real life. Go ahead and have a watch, and if it's been a while, have another look. I guarantee you'll notice things now that you didn't notice before. And the best part is that you're going to walk away feeling a renewed sense of your own power. You are the master of your destiny, and you will be free in your lifetime. Victimless Crime Spree. Attention gardeners, if you need to grow nutritionally dense vegetables or medicinal herbs this year, listen, because a bioactive superfood for plants is now available. This all-natural superfood for plants is so effective at producing maximum plant growth in minimum time that it almost forces plants to grow, even under the worst light and soil conditions. It's called Proto-Grow, and it's truly remarkable. Vegetables grow faster and contain more bioavailable vitamins and trace minerals. Plants that rarely bloom will flower constantly. Sickly plants become vibrantly alive, medicinal herbs become super potent. Flowers become more vivid right before your very eyes. Proto-Grow also improves the taste quality of all your garden vegetables. That's because it's more than just an all-natural superfood for plants. It's a proprietary blend of bioactive sea nutrients that contain the basic building blocks of life itself, which is why Proto-Grow even renews your garden by increasing the microorganisms in the soil. Learn more at growlikecrazy.com. That's growlikecrazy.com. Get special pricing for network listeners right now at growlikecrazy.com.